Thanks for downloading this podcast. podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by searching iTunes for Radio Le Mans or visiting RadioLeMans.com. So we're halfway through the race here on SR3. VLN 9, I cannot believe if anyone looking at the screen around the world would think it looks like July until you can see trees and you can see <laughs> it's actually autumn. Fabulous weather here. What colour are the leaves? What colour are the leaves? Oh, they've changed since they've the start changed. of the race. Yeah, I'm not know surprised. That, yeah. <laughs> it's gone from russet to Russell in the wind. So, great drive from the team Pixum Adrenaline Motorsport BMW Crew 650. But they're being made to work for this. They're gunning for the championship title. We're not talking about points. They started on 67.14. Oh, I have talked about points. We'll come back to those later in the race. Oh, little mistake there from the chasing 695 entry from Team Saw Grand Sport. But again, when you're pushing, you're not always finding the traction you're wanting. But we've seen from Yannick Fubrick by the fact he was happy to get, well, not happy, he was content to get uh, all four wheels off the ground in order to preserve the lead in the class. Doesn't want 695 to get past. But for a Norwegian racer, Inga Hansedra. Must be loving it. He's chasing, but he's three car legs back. What's wrong with the man? Get on the tail. That's what he'd have to say as team think, manager. I think he will be in a minute, yeah. <laughs> I do still have to keep pitching myself. This is a day in autumn. They have had all their stars aligned. I was just thinking exactly the same, and I thought it's just too obvious to, to mention it again. It's, it's more of your thing anyway. But, but, but yes, but, I... Yes, yeah, Michael Fish, Bruce Jones, interchangeable, frankly, when it comes to discussing the weather. But it's, it's simply the fact that we have dry conditions. The fact it looks beautiful and stunning and the circuit is magnificent only adds to the mix. But it means the battle we're watching now, the Cup 5 class, that's a battle within for class honours, but also for the 650 crew. It's a battle to become the outright champions for the 2019 series. And, and seriously, the more I watch the VLN, the more I appreciate to win a title, you have to do everything right maybe I could look at it another way you have to do absolutely nothing wrong because every little wrong you can do tends to manifest itself in a way that makes it far bigger than just making a slight slip up at um, Sterling's at Brands Hatch or you know insert single name of corner on a, a regular sized circuit this is a giant of a circuit a circuit that can really bite but the rewards they're huge for this and we're not talking financial rewards we're, we're talking the rewards that encourage you to buy everyone a drink after the that, race that alone that view there just down there in the sunlight in a racing car I know it's not the top class car as you say but you, you, you're going to notice that when the SV9 cars come by but it's still having the point is you're having a battle it doesn't matter where you are down the field this is for the championship as well which is really important uh, but it's it's a great what, what a what a battle the, the, you cannot argue the amount of fun these guys are having for their money whatever they've spent doing this who needs the house anyway too much fun comes under the yeah. too much fun yeah. category yeah. but then again there are other days when the Nürburgring isn't quite such a glorious place you've got to work much much harder but right now you couldn't work any harder than these two drivers are doing because uh, oh yeah. now a small mistake in one corner can manifest itself it becomes multiplied if you've got corners coming in a tight sequence and what we saw there Peter was a slightly late entry from 6.50 into one corner and suddenly just didn't have enough time it all compressed in front of him couldn't get through the next two corners at all properly and now he's got a much slower junior class there, yeah. car and a back marker in front of him had to bide his time nip past but ah uh, there's the ebb and flow meanwhile right at the front we've got uh, Muller in the Falcon Motorsports Porsche and uh, Colton the Felix Racing Audi into the pit 
from P3 and P4, so that's going to change. Not the top two, that's still Schiller uh, and Jaminet. But uh, P3 and P4 are now in the pit, so that should promote uh, Asselheimer back in the Black Vulcan. Uh, I think, in my estimation, we'll put it back into at least fourth, if not third. Certainly into the mix, but yeah. of course they've had two pit stops because the number six car yeah. came in at the end of lap one. They've had their hero charge to go up the order. I think they'll still be fifth after these pit stops, but then they'll have to come in all over again. So let's wait and see. But uh, gap between first and second, it came went out to 32 seconds, down to 25, back to 32 around the course of this lap. Well, one sector alone, nearly two seconds gained by Jaminet. So it's ebbing and it's flowing, but one battle that's still with us, the battle that uh, led to a clash coming into the pit lane, the Walken Horse Motorsport BMW, now in the hands of David Pittard, and it's Michele Beretta who got on board to do the third stint in the red Phoenix Racing Audi. They're coming up on the tail of the 819 VW Golf. They should pick that off on the straight, the run from her act through that right-hand kink, the golf keeping out of the way very nicely for the walking horse BMW, but totally in the way of the Audi. Not his fault, you cannot no. evaporate. Disappear, the golf doing all it could, but for Michele Beretta, the car will be red. His cheeks will be red now, he'll be rather cross about that. Absolutely, but a very valid point you made there, Bruce. It's, you know, wh where are they going to go? You can't, they can't just disappear. And it's, it's often there. Uh, demise of faster drivers they, see, they think cars should just get out of the way and they can't it's a, it's a physical matter on the track and it's up to you to get round it it's got to be somewhere but again it's at a point on the circuit where they're, they're starting to have to really hit the anchors have come down the longest straight they've had a wee chance to, to relax but the Max Cruise Racing Golf had to take the turn otherwise if he hadn't he'd have hit the curves then who knows how they'd have acted like uh, balls on a, on a billiard table that have bounced off each other and obviously thank goodness we didn't have that but again breaking from effectively your fastest speed on the circuit what we can see the damage that is gap, done exactly. it's become what, two seconds lengths. three seconds yeah and that, that's the frustration now that um, that's, what, that's where I'm not suggesting he's going to do that but that's where as a driver that frustration can lead to a mistake because you, you, you're in the zone you suddenly get caught out in like that you put you out of your rhythm and he wants to catch up again, and that's when he makes the next mistake. One compounds the other. I'm not sure that's what he's going to do. I'm saying it can, it can happen. So um, we'll keep an eye on that. On the Audi. He's got a, lost quite a bit of ground to the Volkenhorst M6. It's about keeping his cool now, not letting it exactly. get to him. Because law of averages dictate, even though the, the, the car at the front of a grouping often has the best run through traffic it's not guaranteed it could go back the other way but for Michele Beretta just got uh, well, actually I'd quite like a look at the front of the car to see how that body works holding up it was only a small a small cut it's, it's so easy sitting here in the studio saying it but at that point what the driver's got to do is, is sit back relax let it come back to you and not overdrive the car if anything it'll work in your favour because the car is not overstretched not over the limit, you just bring it back to him, all of a sudden you'll find your picking rhythm up again, but so easy to say sitting in the armchair talking about it metaphorically. Isn't, isn't it so? I'm just scrolling down the order to see where number one is, last year's champions Rink and Tink Rink and Brink, Rink and Brink and Ison, second in the V4 class they know how to gather points just trying to see the gap so well, they're only 10 seconds, no they're not Yes, they are. they're not even 10 seconds huh? down on the class leading car so, in the mix, it's a Scuderia Solagen car, France at the wheel. That's car 711 leading the, the, the V4 class. So, again, the number one crew just know how to pick up points. This is a class that's really well supported. That's why decent results in your class gives you more points. You get the number of points sort of 
more and more points. If you've got 20 cars starting your class, you get more points for a win than if you have only 10. The V4 class is supremely well supported. And uh, there is plenty of a chance there for Danny Brink at the moment. So, plenty of incident out on the circuit. But for our race leaders... see first to second 32 seconds there have been incidents out on the circuit at various points the safety cars doing their jobs and, uh, you have to say Peter the fact you can have incidents out on the circuit they clear it up and a slow zone is all we've had so exactly. far well several slow zones but the crews really really earn their keep and they have to stay on their toes because uh, We've enjoyed some fabulous battling, but we can we can watch certain battles. But throughout the field, at any point on any lap in this race, there are cars battling for class position, for championship points, as well as just the, the glory of staying in front of the car behind them. But uh, <laughs> talk of the glory, I, the Cup Five say, class, say, kicking up dust in everybody's face. Champion, championship points or whatever, and uh, you say this Cup Five battle is uh, it's absolutely extraordinary. These uh, it's been three of them at one point. Uh, now down to basically two of them at the moment. I'm sure that will really get oh, and uh, Oh, it's 23, our race leader, into the pits. pits. Let's hope no one comes up behind and clatters into him as <laughs> we had the number nine Phoenix Audi doing. Definite driver change because he's loosening the belts. So let's see who's going to take over. John Schoffner, the American racer, or Janine Hill. Fabian Schiller brings it to a halt, stops right where the marker board indicates he should do. Steering wheel raised so he can get his legs out from underneath. It's all a figure of Fabian Schiller. Just waiting to see who's about to take over. But a very, very good stint. 32 seconds clear at the end of the previous lap from the chasing Matteo Jaminet in his Porsche. So, new uh, yellow, yellow zone at uh, Hatzenbach. Chris Good in the meantime has just set a new personal best of 8.55.6 in the uh, SB8T class in the uh, Aston Martin Vantage. Chris, a uh, well-known constructor from uh, Brands Hatch days, wasn't he? A long, long ago, yes. Lived in Chelsfield to start the hill for Brands Hatch. Until a certain gentleman went up to him one day and said, um, you're never going to make any money doing this, why don't you come and work for me? Somebody called uh, Mr Ron Dennis. Ended up being at uh, McLaren. There you go. And now not with McLaren, he's got any Benny Boots. Yeah. Chris did a lot of a lot of testing on, on the early McLaren supercars, and um, he said he had two moments. I think they were both down at the speed bowl at Nardo in the heel of Italy, where it went silent. Nothing was in contact with the track anymore at some prodigious speed. And I, don't, yeah. I think it was a Belgian Grand Prix. He walked into the pit garage, and everybody saw him just turn around and applauded in the <laughs> McLaren garage. He brought it back to terra yes, firma. That sort of a mutual respect moment. Yes. yes. Yeah. So 23 and 9.11 into the pit. So Schiller and Jaminet, so the cars that were first and second. And Jaminet had 20-second advantage over Patrick Assenheimer. Assenheimer hasn't come in. He's going in for probably one further lap, so he'll come in from third place. Here he is, the Auto Arena car entered by Black Falcon. Going on to another lap. So he is the new race leader, but the first two in the race having or being in the pits at the moment, and he owes us a pit stop will be in next time around and don't forget the number six auto arena 
Mercedes pitted at the end of the opening lap. Untoward and unfortunate. But, uh, nothing that was too long, it's overheating as far, as far as we can gather. see how long this pit stop will take. All nice and order, but it's been a really, really good run from Fabian Schiller. Waited to see which of the drivers took it over from him. John Schoffner or Janine Hill haven't left the pits yet. But in no rush to do so, got things under, under control. on board with the 695 BMW still behind 650 in this battle for Cup 5 honours quite possible we've lost a couple of the runners from that class on this lap but uh, they're not the ones that uh, at the shop end John Schoffner is the driver taking the second stint the transponder has done its job as the 23 Mercedes leading the race John Janine Hill and Fabian Schiller were third last time around sorry it's tenth last time we were here racing two weeks ago right now you have to say a top three position is very much in their sights two cars that have started to pick their way up the order the number five Audi from Phoenix Racing and the Falcon Motorsports Porsche Patrick Pile with the Porsche having a great battle with Frank Stippler Stippler did the first stint now doing the third stint right on the tail of the Aquamarine and darker blue Porsche Someone sent us some footage. Car 678, the Cup 5 class BMW. It's Nick Wussenhagen's had a bit of a moment. The car is out at the back of the circuit, not necessarily the right way up. And, uh, driver being driver. And 721, thank you, Peter. The, the Peter Dennis car. Peter Dennis, the 325i. Okay, that's from the V4 class, both very well populated classes. Peter Dennis, Belgian racer. Greg Oh, the battle between the Falcon Motorsport Porsche and the blue Phoenix Racing Audi. Frank Stippler trying to get his nose up the inside on the exit of the corner. Better traction for the Audi driver on the Grand Prix loop. Oh, dives up the inside, kicks up the dust. Now through the right-hander where that BMW had gone on, straight on into the gravel a short while ago, down the drop. And then, of course, when you get out of the drop on the Grand Prix circuit, you've got the quick flick through the through the S, through the chicane, the uphill chicane, but the Porsche had the better of the traffic as they went up the inside of some back markers. We've got to be brave to go up the inside there. He's made it work. Oh, on the back markers, all but drove into the gravel trap to keep out of the way of these SP9 runners. Well done. Carl sponsored car. Ronald Wheel sponsored BMW. Didn't see the number, but uh, very well driven indeed. Very generous. American racer John Schoffner settling in to the lead. Interesting to see what the timing interval will be next time around. Just remember, it was 32 seconds before the pit stop. We've got an hour and 45 minutes remaining in this. The final round, VLN 9, the last race of the 2019 campaign. For all drivers concerned, the conditions very, very favourable for all of them. It could have been wet, it could have been snowy. Even if I've had snow almost every month of the year at the Nürburgring, I must confess. I do remember once... Had him here all day. Yes. <laughs> yes. But I, I do remember once a uh, chat working for the FI. I felt very sorry for the young Brazilian Formula 3000 drivers who sat there in 
waiting to go out in snow. He said, Tim, probably never seen it before. <laughs> <laughs> I do, on, on, on the snow scene, I do remember once when uh, the great Piers Maserati was running the car for us. Uh, after GT4, which you probably remember, actually, back in British GT, 11 years ago, and we had the morning warm-up at Old Park in the first round, and Piers sent me out on stick and slicks. And I've got as far as Cascades, and I got to the radio and said... No, I am just aborting this lap. There is no point. We're not achieving anything. There's no data collection, no anything. It was slightly surreal going out. I am driving through snow. I know it was Easter, but it was a bit bizarre. Yeah. And after that, you paid your bills on time, yeah? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That was your warning. Yeah. You know P as well, then. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I meant ahead of time. Exactly, yeah. In V4, all the gaps coming down. Last year's winners... The number one BMW getting closer. It was 15 seconds, or was it slightly more than that? The 711 BMW leading the way, but that's uh, that's history. It's down to five seconds, five and a half seconds now. For Danny Brink, showing Chris Verink and Philip Lyson closing in. And I'm amazed you haven't gone somewhere with that, with the Brink, Brink at the ring. I'm amazed you haven't done that yet. Too much for me, Frank. Oh, okay, no, no. Nothing's, nothing's too much for you, Bruce. Market leader. Conditions still picture postcard perfect. Championship battles as well as positional battles up and down the field still being fought out, but you have to admire the Pixum team adrenaline motorsport crew that won last year's title. Philip Lyson, Danny Brink and Christopher Brink at the ring. There are put it in for you. <laughs> Metronomic, but not just that, holding on to second place, but just simply they're ending the season in real style, getting closer. Close the 706 entry is third in class. That hasn't finished its lap. There's a huge margin. First and second covered by five and a half seconds, but then back to third place. I think we're looking at another minute or so. So you'd have to say, with uh, an hour and three quarters or so to go, 711 and number one in the V4. BMW 325i dominated class. They've got a very, very tidy margin and you don't feel either of those is going to be compromised. Which order they finish in is another question entirely, but uh, right now they're sitting pretty in the V4 class. And the gap's finally going to be given us 1 minute 41 seconds back to third place. So those first two very, very well clear in class. Oh, change in lead. Both got excited, suddenly pointing to our images because 695 is now ahead of 650. We want you behind. You're supposed to be filming it. Honestly, hasn't got the brief. Probably had the wrong call time as well. But change of position in the Cup 5 class car. These two cars. And they come across. A little bit of traffic not blocking them, though. You don't want when the battle has become this good. But suddenly it's the Norwegian driver in front of 695. That's the second of your Norwegians. It was started by Sindra Setsas. And now it's uh, Inga Hansetra. He's taken the lead in the class, but by what? By 1.0 seconds, that's all. 6.66, gradually falling away. Not quite in our shot, looks like maybe, maybe 10 seconds or so back, but here we are. One hour, 40 minutes remaining in the race, less than a second, but precisely a second, between the first two cars in the Cup 5 class. The Team Shine Honet Motorsport entry 6.66 has been holding a watching brief, but it's going to have to watch with the telescope because it's falling further back. waiting to see if the gap between first and second comes down again. It's been ebbing and flowing. We've had some incidents out on the circuit, but uh, right now, looks like John Schoffler has settled down nicely, but as expected, Patrick Jaminet is closing in. And number six into the pits, Patrick Assenheimer from third place. Don't forget, this is the car that pitted, made a pit stop at the end of the opening lap. 
lost time fought its way back into the tail of the top ten and I would think will finish in the top ten in this race but not uh, right at the sharp end for sure those first two cars very very well clear at the front of the pack also taking a look to see who's setting quick lap times I'll tell you who is car number 16 no longer in the hands of Adam Christodoulou but fastest of all the laps last time around of anybody on the previous lap Hubert Hout German veteran showing he knows the ring super super well but also possibly also not catching any bad moments in traffic but our race leader into the pits Maro Engel has taken the number 6 Mercedes over and um, oh, hold on of course we've got the BMW M6 listed there hold on where we've got, where's the Porsche guard the Porsche Of course, what we're talking about is, is those that had already made a pit stop. Sorry, I've confused myself. It's still effectively John Schoffner from Mathieu Jaminet, not long in after the, sec after the second pit stops of their cars. But running out of sequence, that uh, number six Mercedes now in the hands of Mauro Engel and Philipp Eng. BMW Schnitzer entry that started from pit lane. So we've had people starting from the pit lane, people pitting at the end of the opening lap. We've had the number 16 car, which is still outside the top 10, setting the fastest laps race. That was two and a bit minutes slow on the opening lap. So all sorts of tumblers still time for them to work their way up the order but we have to sort of keep our eye on the uh, ultimate sharp end of the field on fields now Schoffner quite slow at the start for the straight have we got a slow zone there? can't see anything listed no looking for yellow no we're not looking on messages so we're no well it's just being very very cautious it just seemed exceptionally slow was there a problem coming out of Sometimes you can get a foreshortening angle as it slightly confuses you, but to me, that did that not look slow to you? It did. Start it did. The race, effective race leader, John Shoffley, the American driver in the Get Speed Performance Mercedes. Well, let's see how much the Bantai Racing car closes in. I'm not sure if it's camera angle, but sounds fine. Accelerating through the slow, out of the slower corners. Sounds more than fine. <laughs> sounds yeah. mighty fine. So, we're just looking for... So, we've got uh, the Black Falcon, Engel Mercedes, and the Schnitzer M6 into the pits. So, Engel and Engel. Oh, we've got a slow car on the start-finish straight. Just the other not, side of the pit wall. Not that, slow station. No, hold on. Um, that's not just the other side of the pit wall. Where is that? That's on the back straight. No, it is. Just, yes, just, before, just before, before the, the pit straight, peel, yeah. Peel, that is why. So, John Schoffner did exactly the right thing. The number I'm going to throw at you is 18 seconds, that's the gap between Schoffner and Chaminet may well be well, unfortunate timing but I suppose if, if you're going to have someone being slow, have all of the top runners being delayed yeah. by it, and they have been, so uh, no advantage gained uh, by the chasing Mathieu Chaminet because the slow area, the driver's doing the right thing, backing off um, the waved yellow flags was for all of them great battle shaping up between Michele Beretta Patrick Pile, but it's advantage Beretta. Don't forget, he dropped off. He's yep. closing back in and has moved ahead. Another five out of gaining position there. That's our 10th place car, isn't it? Stippler. Yes. He's now actually technically, sorry, the 8th now, just reset itself. He's had a good run in that car, I think that Stippler out. It's had, it's, it's, you, said, you said from the very beginning that it was a no safer pair of hands than Frank Stippler yeah. and that team. Exactly, and, and he had a really, really good um, run last time out, excellent performance, among excellent performances, but today he led the race in the early stages, helped by that number 16. The 
your assessment was spot on, Bruce, with that. It's, uh, it, it happens from time to time. <laughs> I shan't, I shan't it will catch on. <laughs> it's, you throw enough stuff out there, something's going to stick. For John Schoffner, he had that slow area on the start-finish line. Now he's really winding it up. Still uh, plenty of racing left, almost just over one and a half hours, one hour 35 minutes of this four-hour finale. So the weather has been fair, has been kind of slow zone down the... Uh, run from her act by looks things from the camera angle a little bit to see what it is but drivers coming out of Galgenkopf suddenly will see flags can't quite see the marshal's post at the start of the straight but so effectively after two and a half hours of racing we've got another Grand Prix to go yet oh, if you must. just to put it in perspective yeah to put it in perspective of, yes those sprint races they do with those cars with no roofs yeah indeed it's always the focus isn't it there are times you think, well, we've only got five hours left at the morn. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> five I hours. I can't speak anymore. <laughs> but if you do lots of endurance racing, which you do, I do, you just become, you just get in the, in the swing of things. And, uh, but then again, if it's a great race, it keeps you on your toes. Some races yeah, was... necessarily aren't close, but this one's provided so many cameos within the overall battle. But the fact the race... It's pure theatre. It's, it's, it's absolutely the theatre of a time. I mean, I personally, when I was driving... 24-hour uh, races were always the biggest appeal. It could all go so horribly wrong, as you say, on that first lap, or even qualifying, not get in there, and that was gutting for the team not to get somewhere. But um, that that whole thing of a 24 hours, and you were saying good about trying to explain to uh, to the layman, as it were, or friends, and say you're doing this race. They say, well, how long's the race? Oh, it's a day. I went, what do you mean? Said, no, the race is a day long, and you know, change drivers, but the car would do a whole day. And it's, you think about it, it's absolute madness. Well, of course, uh, Nürburgring Nordschleife had a, had a rather rather punchier race back at the very tail end of the 60s, the 72-hour race. Yes. Which I think, was that the one that Vic Elford won in? I uh, think he did, water? yes. Yeah. But you can imagine how many weather, weather fronts came through on that one, but uh, just going <laughs> on and on and on and just the sheer endurance. And let's face it, back in the late 60s, I doubt they had um, physios feeding them pasta and, and grapes and things like they that. Didn't have, they didn't have seatbelts. <laughs> didn't have seatbelts or closed full-face helmets in those days most of the time. Let's face it. Well, certain point in the race, plenty of mopping up to be done. But the good thing is we have fast sections on the circuit as well. But drivers have to be alert to the fact of any any slow sections up ahead of them. When I'm talking of fast and slow, I'm talking about those at which you can run at your natural pace. Those at which you are made to back off as an incident is clear. For driver and uh, race official safety, it's a must. Say there can't be a single VLN round in which uh, everybody stays on the circuit. Or cars can simply pull to the side of the track. Number one has now taken the lead in the V4 class. This is uh, Rink, Brink and Lyson just by 1.1 seconds. It's gone ahead of the 711 BMW. So last year's champion, still one of the three crews in the mix to take the title this time around. Doing exactly what they need to do, and as we know, Peter, they are way clear of the number 706, which is third in class. It was one hour, well, I was going to say one hour, no, it was one minute 41 seconds last time around. That's plenty of time to play with, but slow zones have a habit of changing those gaps. We do, the principal change is the change of track position in the V4 class. Number one is now ahead of number 711 to lead the class. Could they make it two years in a row? Will they keep that number one for next year? a current slow zone at Tier Garden or in to use your language Bruce Marshall's post 202 yes 
indeed, going through to 205. Who is that? As I've said it, of course, that's now cleared. It's gone 204, 205, yeah, exactly. Well, we know 205 must be the last yeah, marshal's yeah. post because that is where the, uh, the Porsche yeah. was sitting at the side of the track by the barriers just before the drivers want to come out of the corner and turn to their right to go into pit lane. In the case of the number nine Audi to hit the back of the Balkan Horse Motorsport BMW, but hopefully that won't be happening again. So looking at the cars coming through that final yeah, sequence green, of corners, yeah, green flag, back to green, and we have more pit visitors. I still cringe. Maybe it's the camera angle. I don't know. But every time I see a car going to the pit lane, there that extended pit wall, that the end of it, they look so close to it. It might just be the camera angle. That I know it really does. On the other side, it looks better from where I'm looking. It's just, every time I catch it, it gets gets me. I look and I just I just flinch, thinking, oh, it's close. Did you not see that the footage from the Nurburgring 24 Hours, where the chap had driven the whole yes. way from her act with his bonnet up? Yes. Yes. Comes into the pit lane and hits the, that end of the barrier, and his mechanics actually laugh because. It's easy enough to recover, but it's just he's done all the hard work. I had that happen at Goodwood, well, two weeks ago, actually, I had the bonnet come up on it, just going past the pitch. It always, it always focuses the mind. Keep the sunroof open. <laughs> Absolutely. So you can stand up. Right, 24 seconds. I know that's the question, the answer to the question you haven't asked yet, but uh, Mauro Engel listed as race leader in the number six Mercedes. He has three pit stops to his name. Philip Eng listed as second, but... That's inaccurate. We just had the shuffle of the fight of the the round of pit stops being completed, and we will have them assume their natural order at the end of this lap. But certainly, the Schnitzer BMW number 42 will not be in second place. What I can tell you, though, is the Grello Porsche is right on the tail of a get speed performance Mercedes. And that is John Schoffner with Mathieu Jaminet right on his tail. Effective race lead is about to change. Nose to tail, the yellow and green Porsche. Up the inside line, Schofner lets him go because they're coming to the left-hand kink at the end of her of um, Dossinger her, and we will have effective lead change. Not a time for the camera to freeze. No, I'm, it just gives <laughs> us a chance to appreciate to the draw one's breath. We call but certain change of position, accelerating out of that final sequence of corners onto the start-finish straight, and uh, John Schofner has ceded the lead to Matthew Jamin. He's going to try and hang on for as long as he can, but uh, on that lap alone, let's their lap pace obviously the lap times have been way off their best because we had the slow zones but uh, he's come through with a margin of one and a half hours to go I just noticed coming out of the pits was our gold 240i of Kubrick wasn't it coming out of the pits there for a bit yeah oh, okay good spot I was looking for the timing screen it's 0.56 of a second is now the advantage of Jaminet head of Schoffner don't forget he came from 30, 32 seconds back. He's pressing on very hard, running wide on the exit of the Mercedes Arena. In his quest to pull clear. David Pittard, third in the race, right on the tail of John Schoffner now. So the Walken Horse Motorsport BMW, this is the car that started from fifth or sixth of the grid. I'm just trying to remember myself. It started, no, it didn't it further back? Of course, it's further It started from seventh. Seventh of the grid, yeah. Effective sixth, because of course we didn't have a 42. BMW starting from the front row, that started from pit lane, but this is a car that was given a clatter up the back, but now it's the driver on the back, it's the, the car. David Pittard, British driver, trying to see if he can pick off the get speed performance. Mercedes number 23, S while race leader, now back to second, soon to be down in third place with Jean Schoffner out wide over the curbs. Oh, Pittard can put the BMW where he wants it, Ooh. and he does. Oh, very good. Describe that move. Absolutely beautiful. He set that up there. I was just going to say, great race strategy from Dave, Dave Pittard there. He just showed him his nose, showed what was going on. Uh, one side, not the other. Not actually going to intend to do it. Just show your intent. And then just sold him the double going into onto the north side there and just 
moved him to the other side of the track. He went to cover it straight down the inside, and he just, uh, I'm afraid that the... Uh, he just bought it, didn't he? And just shot down the inside and was done. He did. I think John Schofner was looking one way, looking the other. Clattered yeah. the curbs a bit hard. Ran a little wider the corner before than he wanted when he came out of the uh, But Pittard made him do that. that he, did, he did, but also he then just was trying to settle. And then, you know, just coming back and getting the car back on its uh, springs, not at full extension. And uh, that was the moment in which uh, the move was made. BMW going the back entrance to the pit, so clearly not all right for them. Bailing out now. 23, John Schofner. Will he be able to hang on to the tail of David Pittard? I think no, the answer. I was just going to say, that, that's the point now. What, what ground can, can Pittard make now? Because that car's, that car's up to third overall now. Exactly. This is the one that yeah. uh, was given, given a blow. And in fact, it's one of the few cars that hasn't really had a problem in the race. It's been there or thereabouts. Yeah. And there are quicker combinations out there. Christian Cronis was uh, kept under a lot of pressure. Now, 695 into the pits. This camera yeah. car has just had a spin. This is the car that was fighting it out. The Team Avia saw Sport BMW in the Cup 5 class. A little spin. That's the first untoward moment from the car that's provided us with by far the best onboard footage. And uh, this puncture that led to the spin. Is this a standard pit stop? We did just... It's, we did see the rival 650 make yeah. a pit stop the last time around, so it's probably time for a pit stop. I was worried it was coming in with... It just looks like a routine tyre change, to be, to be honest, Bruce. I don't think there's anything more. It's off the jacks. Uh, no work's been done. Oh, they've just dived out a bit quicker than they expected, and that was almost an unsafe release in front of the Cayman, but they he managed to hesitate and let that through, so that won't cause any problem. Don't cross the blend line, and we're OK. Don't infringe on the penalty. So, 6.95 straight round the Cayman immediately and keen to get on with it. Be interesting to know what caused that spin actually. Um, as to why I did that, because there's nothing else done. Maybe it's just a one of those moments can happen. It can. I don't think it was one that uh, consumed a lot of time, but uh, certainly focused the mind. Maybe you know. Maybe even though it's a very long lap, it's it's my in lap. Yeah. Maybe marginally less concentration. Well, there's a theory about that. I, I used to have a teammate who will remain nameless who had a, had a theory that in, uh, in, in GT racing and FIA GT and stuff that you, the in-lap and the out-lap, but the in-lap in particular, should be absolutely flat out like a qualifying run. And I always disagreed, actually, and so did the team principal, because it was always took too many risks. I thought, and the, the tyres are worn, especially on the in-lap, that's the time not to push too hard. Don't slow down and potter into the pit lane, I grant you. But I always thought it was a bit too much of a risk. I just wonder if something's happened there on old tyres, worn, tired, literally no pun intended and that's what's caught him out Yeah, but as, as we've said from the start of the race, this circuit provides many opportunities to make a fool yes. of yourself <laughs> More than most Yes, <laughs> yes. some <laughs> grab all of them, others uh, try and be a bit more sparing Well he's in the hunt now the, for the 650 battle again, he needs to go back to that car, so I don't know, they pitted on the previous lap, so I don't know where they are relative on track, we'll have a look at that in a moment. Hold on, let's scroll down there about I'm just 50th position, weren't they? So at the top three here, with uh, this Pittard car being in um, third now, the uh, Vulcan Horse M6. Has he just got into that, or has he been in it already? No, he, they, they, they pitted before Schofner and Jaminet. That's what I was trying to debate, where it was. But not in, a lot before. Cause I'm just wondering whether he won't go to the end with it, so I'm guessing no, 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 Jenny Fanning another. will go back into that car again before yeah. the end. Yeah, yeah or... or Pittard will do a double stint, but uh, that's what I was just trying to work out where we're going to sit on pit strategy because they're in P3. Because I know that Volkenhurst team are, are desperate for a, a, a win this year. Uh, they've had a third, they've had a second. They want that elusive top step of the podium. What a way to round off the season! Uh, but uh, Jaminet has a different idea about that one at the moment. 
certainly does. And again, looking around the course this lap. But very, very Germanic at the front. We have Porsche, Mercedes, BMW in the top three. Two Audis, Porsche, three Mercedes. It isn't until we get to uh, P10 that we have uh, any uh, any different European interest than the German-built cars, home-built cars, with uh, the Racing One and that, 458 Ferrari. That's how it was in qualifying. Yeah, and the, and the Lamborghini Huracan. Right. And then it's back to Porsche's and Audi's again. End of the previous lap, very close though. Only half a second, the gap between Mathieu Jaminet, who just taken the lead, and John Schoffner. So Porsche ahead of Mercedes. But that has really opened out through the course of this lap. David Pittard was uh, two and a half seconds down on Schoffner's Mercedes, but... Uh, will have moved ahead on this lap most certainly yeah, he's taking in some sectors five seconds out of that 23 get speed performance mercedes 10th last time out against speed car he was hoping for something if they could end the season on the podium would be great but i think they're moments and numbers likely to come up it's the number nine it's the red phoenix racing audi that's in fourth place overall but on the pace with which Beretta is catching Schoffner, that will be up to third to the final podium position. And don't discount a car that's five seconds further back in fifth. The number five Phoenix Racing Audi, good in the hands of Van Suncold, but fantastic yeah. in the hands of the driver on board at the moment, Frank Stippler. So he'll be closing up. And don't discount also the uh, black, sorry, the Falcon Motorsport Porsche, Patrick Pillay. Nobody's fooled. He's only another second down in sixth overall. So we're going to have a real squeezing up of the top half dozen. It's funny, you, you highlighted that car before the start of the race. Even, I know it, it was on the front row of the grid there. In fact, we couldn't have you because the, the car wasn't there, so we could see it, and that's what started the conversation. But you, uh, I, I would say you, put, you literally put a highlighter line through that car at the very beginning about a safe pair of hands with Frank Stippler, and uh, you're absolutely right. You can't discount that car. It might only be P5 at the moment, but it's not far back. And It's an hour and 22 to go still, Bruce. You know, it's a, it's a, there's a lot of the motor race to go still. Yeah, and here we have in the V4 class... Half a second is covering first and second. This is taken over from the Cup 5 class, which frankly has lost my interest. It's out to about two and a half seconds. This one. We've got bored of the Cup 5. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can see too much. Yeah. It's moved out to a second. Not interested. Sorry. So you're not be, trying. The diet could be too heady. But certainly where it's at. And also the fact that last year's champions are leading the class. Could they make it two championship titles at the VLN in succession? But they're being kept super, super honest. Brilliant run from the 7-11 crew from um, Scuderia Soligon. Kevin Tots, Cedric Tots, and uh, Christian Andreas Franz they are running so, so close. Right, John Schoffner is about to be picked off by another runner. McKaylee Barrett is about to come through at the end of lap number 18. Suddenly Schoffner down to third, but he's only well, he's, he'll be down to fourth by the time they get down to the first corner. Point zero eight two of a second was the gap between them on the start finish line, but Schoffner with the 23 Mercedes already back to fourth place. Change position, nine just got past 23. Just got change position. Yeah, that's what, uh, uh, that's what I'm just saying. So Beretta's got past, and I'm two seconds further back is Frank Stippler. So for the Phoenix Racing Audis, they're on the rise. They're touched on the back. John Schoffner getting his Mercedes very, very close on the exit of the Mercedes Arena to the red Audi. But the red Audi is past the blue Audi. Is a coming. Frank Stippler is on the move very much indeed. These three cars covered by about two and a half seconds, but Stippler is the quickest of the trio. He's at the back of the trio. About another two seconds further back, we've got the Porsche as well, the Falcon Motorsport car in the hand of Patrick Pile. 
So effectively third through to sixth, covered by really not very much at all. Five five seconds, we'll call it, between friends. My apologies there, Bruce. I was so busy watching what was happening. No, I wasn't actually quite right. what you were saying. That I you know were that. saying exactly the, right, the same thing. So we, we doubled up there, so sorry that one. Um, Things are worth emphasising if we're good. <laughs> You're very kind. I should pay attention more. Now, Stippler, look at this. You do have to that feel that mark of GT86. The way Stifford runs wide there, that you might well get through. He's squeezed with just the camera jump. Oh, and a little bit of contact there. That was um, that was very opportunistic. We've said all along that Frank Stifford, safest pair of hands on the circuit, and he had that opportunity there behind that GT86 that held them up. But he just went, "Now's my chance. I'm going through." And I, I can't blame him for it. He dived down the inside there. There was a little bit. It's not paintwork. It's vinyl these days, isn't it? There's a little bit of vinyl trading, but um, no real harm done. I think. Um, I think the. Uh, 23, I think Shafton might have a slightly different view on that, but racing drivers are built to differ, aren't they? Never got the same view of the same incident. Well, you know what their lap difference was last time around? Nearly over 18 seconds. That's why Stippler was closing it so fast. He's just banged in the second fastest lap of the race last time around. The best lap so far is, uh, I don't know, it's about fourth fastest actually, but he's the only one in the 808s last time around. And uh, so for John Shoffner, he's had, well, 10th last time out, maybe he's got to change his aim, at one point it was looking good for a podium but he's got Janine Hill to take over as well Fabian Schiller did all the spade work led the race to the 23 Mercedes but now you know, there's no disrespect, the Phoenix Racing Audis have got pro drivers on board exactly. they've come through, sports car racing, GT racing is all about pro-am lineups that's what really makes it work, that's why GT3 class it puts the money in and uh, still Absolutely. top 6 could be a really really good result for them at the end of the season And the Schnitzer Motorsport car just outside the top 10. 11th overall, three minutes down on the race leader. Not bad. They started from the back of the pack. Not from the circuit. They started from pit exit. Never got to the foot of what the problem was before the start of the race. It looked leisurely in the pit area before the starts. But uh, then again... I like the way you emphasize leisurely there. Leisurely. Le Always with a Terry Thomas. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. That's probably lost on younger viewers. <laughs> you did indeed, yes. Well, I, I think I was, I was suggesting the sort of air of well there was no need to rush yes the cars are on a formation now but it's a 20 minute formation now, relaxed so relaxed yes could you see your way clear to taking the tire back yeah so it was Mike Sammons once asked at the Mon about a GT40 that had a, an engine issue and was it smoking and he turned to John White and shall we call it a haze <laughs> <laughs> that was enough of a description from him <laughs> yeah you can have good haze and bad haze yeah, well, yes. good days and bad days I suppose Go back to the leads. At least we're on a constant there. So the lead, one second, David Pittard getting very close indeed. The 34 walk on horse motorsport BMW is the best placed of the BMWs. The other one, the Schnitzer car that started from the pit exit down in 11th overall, but it's been a really good sequence for David Pittard. One second after two hours and nearly 45 minutes of racing Jamine hanging on in the lead the Manti Racing Porsche battles up and down the field John Schoffner no longer in third he's down in fourth and certainly over the course of this lap having passed him Michele Beretta and Frank Stippler Stippler is banging in just some fantastic second times he is the fastest driver on the track at this late point in the race so Audi's in fourth and well third and fourth now both from the Phoenix Racing Camp 
Chasing after the Vulcan Horse Boat Sport BMW and the Manti Racing Porsche. Manufacturer variety galore at the top of the field. Well, it is that man Pittard, as you say, that's uh, on a charge. Only, as you said, quite rightly, an hour and 16 to go before our race. And we're first to second is just over a second. SP9 Pro Cars, these are both Louis Jaminet and Pittard, so fairly well matched Manti Racing. They know the Nürburgring inside out, don't they? I mean, they've got the 24 hour here. How many times now? <laughs> quite a few, yeah, but, you know, quite a few, said at least. Um, I wasn't testing you there, I was just saying it's a, it's a number of times. Um, but uh, that man uh, in second place at the moment, that, he's, uh, he's doing a great job there, Doug Pickard, in the Valkenhurst M6. Right, another thing we need to pick up on is the fact that. Uh, you hinted the first two cars are SP9 Pros, but we do have the Pro-Am runners. Mm. We talked about John Schoffer yep. as a gentleman driver. He's now gone back to second in the Pro-Am class, fifth overall, because the number nine, Phoenix Racing Audi, the red one that we saw Steve Jans have a moment in. We saw Kim Lewis-Tram whack the back of the Walton Horse BMW coming into the pits. And the third driver in that for the number nine entry is... Oh, sorry, Michele Beretta, the driver at the wheel at the moment. So it's a Pro-Am. That's the class-leading Pro-Am car. Third overall, but you feel being hunted down by Frank Stippler. Could be fourth overall by the end of this lap. They may be teammates, but Stippler's in a pro lineup. He doesn't fancy finishing behind the Pro-Am team. It's pretty impressive, you say, two, two Pro-Am cars running there, third and fourth, bearing in mind that uh, fifth, sixth, seventh and eighth are pro cars again. Yeah, but what you had in a lot of those is the, is the pro driver did a double stint. Yeah. And obviously we've still got the final stint from yeah, the of second of the AM drivers, yeah. if indeed they have two AMs. But ever was the way in endurance racing, as you said. It's, it always was and always will be the way. Patrick Pile uh, will probably be the next one to... Well, he probably has already gone past John Schoffner, so he'll have gone up to fifth overall. So all fair at the moment, just waiting to see what the gap is. But Jamine still leading from Pittard. One second, the gap between first and second at the start of the lap. Jamine should be stretching it out. No, it's very even. One gains a tenth of a second, one gains a second, one gives it back around the lap. Waiting to see the end of lap number 19, if it's going to be Jaminet and the Porsche in the front. Or would it be David Pittard chasing? Oh, the number one, the Rink Brink and Lyson. W into the pits, that had just had a half-second lead, having taken it in the V4 class, coming in for its pit stop. Pittard with the Manti, Manti Porsche right on the back of it now. Half a second, he's reduced that gap in the last lap from uh, just over a second to half a second. Doesn't seem a lot to it around here, but it's uh, it's all that matters. So it's now uh, very much a visual. Uh, so David Pittard, our English driver in the uh, M6 GT3 Vulcan Horse BMW. All very calm in the pits for that number one crew. Last year's champion could be championship again, so you don't have to rush in the pit stop here, which is good. If it's the final pit stop of the year and uh, 
he suddenly noticed that. And Wheel quite right, the rolling other driver the as well, Lyson, as well as being Brink and Brink. There is a Lyson, there is a third driver in that car as well that's just been put on the screen. <laughs> yes. Been overlooked, rather overlooked by us. Not at all, I mention him every time round, <laughs> just in case. <laughs> but again, being champions, champions last year, they get the pit garage closest to pit exit, maybe circumstance, but one on the door tells you that they're good at this game. And the fact they are in the championship battle for the second year running. They're running in the V4 class, their rivals in the Cup 5 class have their own battles, but it's about getting your maximum score in your class today and then see where that puts you overall. Great in-car footage there, just showing the driver inside the cars are doing that uh, refuelling it and whatever, but it's, a, it's, it's still a BMW dashboard and centre console and gear lever and air vents and switches. It's very much a production car still there. It's a, a, a great insight to what these cars are, and we're saying that You've know, got these lovely cars, SB9 at the front, the M6s, the R8s and all that kind of stuff, and Vipers and whatever. Meanwhile, you've got a, a very much production-based BMW there that's won the championship last year. Got number one on the door and out of the pit it goes. It looks as though it's just starting the race. It's, I mean, I know the, the, the well, weather It's got is, fresh, clean wheels on, that's why. I mean, yeah, yeah, but it does. But, I mean, no, you, don't I don't, get, I'm, you, you don't get too many flies in the air, do you, this oh, time of year? No. The reason that Peter suddenly went... Lots of leaves was the fact that uh, a couple of Cup 5 BMWs went out of shot coming into Turn 1 as the V4 class BMW, slower car. I think, I think to be fair, car. to his credit, what he, he did was he, he kept out the way, which the odd camera angle made it look like they'd shot out of, didn't, out of, uh, out of sequence. They hadn't, I think he was keeping out of the way, which is part of the reason he won a championship, by using a head, keep out of the yeah. way, keep out of trouble, as you said earlier on, Bruce, and uh, that's just what he's done. Now, in the background, it's that gold 240i again. Honestly, that car has got to be a sponsor's dream. The amount of television coverage it's getting. Well, it's always stood, stood out because for years the team Adrenaline cars were all orange and blue, like the number one car yep. that's uh, last year's champion. And then, even though coming from the same camp, they decided, well, let's nail, nail our colours to the mast. Let's, um, let's go for it and see what we can do. Certainly, not only stood out in terms of its colour, but uh, certainly in terms of its performance. And it's been under huge pressure. 695 from Sawgrain Sport has been pushing so, so hard. And uh, yet, every time the question is asked, the 650 crew just having the upper hand. Of course, we forget in, in the heat of all the action, 695 went for that little rotation, which wasn't really part of their script. The rotation, I like that. But it's a fine day on the Nordschleife. Again, I just wanted to see the gap between first and second. We're so busy looking at the, the battles for the, the runners in V4 and Cup 5 who might be going to, to take the overall title. But, uh, first and second. Well, Pittard's got close. He, got, he took one and a half seconds out of the race leader last time round. They're down to 0.4 of a second. Around the next part of the lap, all absolutely, we're dealing in hundreds of a second through the first yeah. few sequences of turns. Schoffner sadly going backwards now down into sixth place overall but he's hanging on he's got a nice tidy advantage over Hubert Howard in the number 16 Mercedes don't forget Peter this is the car the 16 Mercedes that started on pole disappeared into the country on the opening lap with nobody troubling absolutely. him absolutely yep. but they didn't come back until it had almost become November <laughs> something went wrong we still haven't got our 
our finger on the button for what happened, but we know that the best part of, let's do the maths, it was uh, two and a quarter minutes were lost on that lap, and it's been a recover recovery drive ever since. V-L-N on RS3. On RS3. Part of the Radio Show Limited Network. The Radio Show Limited merchandise collection is now available. Click on the link on the front page at radio-show.co.uk. There's a variety of designs by renowned graphic and livery artist Andy Blackmore, including the Midweek Motorsport Helmet, the RSL logo, plus some specials to commemorate our broadcast from Le Mans and Nürburgring 24-hour races. All items are made to order by our partners Full Talk Gear. And to keep the pesky postage costs down, our dispatch from either Europe or the USA. New products and designs are being added regularly, so keep checking in by clicking the store button on the homepage. Show your true colours. Click the Radio Show Limited store, open 24 hours every day. It is still the Manti Racing Porsche leading VLN 9, the final round of 2019. I'm Bruce Jones and I'm enjoying the chase with Peter Snowden, David Pittard, the driver, giving chase in the Vulcan Horse Motorsport BMW. But Frank Stippler, watch out for him. He's just banged in the fastest lap of the race. No, sorry, second. Oh, he's within a tenth of a second of the fastest. Yeah, yeah. The second fastest lap of the race. He went from fifth to fourth to third. He's moving. Bruce, you said not, not 20 minutes ago, don't discount the man, Frank Stippler, in P5. And in less than 15, 20 minutes later, here he is in P3, challenging P2 already. Exactly as you said, getting closer and closer. He took... OK, it's always slightly misleading uh, lap times around the Nordschleifer, but it's about, at any given lap, what your margin is over the others. Because you could all be slowed by a slow zone, and you could be doing 8-minute 20s, but he's did at 8-minute 6, second fastest lap of the race. The two cars ahead of him, an 8-minute 9 from the race leader and an 8-minute 8 from David Pittard. Pittard is closing on the race leader, but certainly Stippler is closing on the pair of them. And around this lap alone, let's take a look. Oh, no, first sector went the way of the the Porsche and the BMW. Second sector very much the way of Frank Stippler. Third sector completed, and Frank Stippler's gained more time. Another two seconds gained on them. He's nearly 20 seconds back, 18.75 seconds. Any moment now, he'll come through the end of sector four. Has he taken more time off them? Yes, he has fractions of a second yeah but it's relentless that's that's the point that's exactly the key word and it? it's relentless it's uh and um, what a way to enter the last hour of a four-hour race with a potential absolute grandstand finish between these three cars yeah and you you feel that vincent Kolb will do the final stint of the race the car the number five phoenix racing out he's sharing with frank stippler but for phoenix racing they could be proud they're leading the pro-am class in the car that's uh, running in just behind them fourth overall but it's fallen five seconds back no disgrace michaeli beretta doing good job but frank stippler absolutely nailing it lap after lap can we please choreograph it that all three come into the pits at exactly the same time stop for exactly the same amount of time rejoin the circuit in exactly the same places and let battle recommence that would just be brilliant wouldn't it and it would also stop us naming the wrong leader of the race <laughs> which is well, a, an added bonus yes exactly you, but yes you don't want to be going on the final lap saying oh, i had no idea they're at the front of the pack <laughs> yeah Rather like poor dear old Anthony Reid of uh, 2013 in the Celebration TT meeting at Goodwood in the pouring rain, if you remember. 
uh, in the yes. Lister. Yes. And uh, he waved Simon Hadfield by in DP212. Of course, anniversary year of Aston Martin, so a great year to win it. And he openly admits he waved him by because he thought he was a lap down. Yeah. Didn't realise he was leading. You cannot, I cannot tell you how much Simon Hadfield laughed in his lid at that point. Oh, Chris, <laughs> Har- Chris Harris, Anthony's driver, was, uh, driver was distraught. But Anthony's loved yeah. the Aston Martin he's had in his garage ever since. Oh, I joke, if only. Yeah, exactly. But fabulous days. And uh, much as if you've never seen a VLN race before, you do need to attend them. And likewise, if you haven't mm. seen a Goodwood event or certainly haven't attended one, go. That's what's visceral. That's what draws us all into racing. It's the sights, the sounds, but the being there is the most fabulous thing. But we love with the streaming all around the world that you can watch all of the action at any given weekend. The number nine Audi from Phoenix Racing leading the Pro-Am class. Fifth place overall, just lost another position on the track because Falcon Motorsports, their Porsche is making its way forward in the hands of Patrick Pile, the driver who is an absolute superstar in anything with a Porsche badge on it. He is lapping very nicely indeed, but nobody is lapping better than Frank Stimpler. He's now 15 seconds down from third position. The number 16 Mercedes led the race in the opening lap, for some of the opening lap, but came down nearly two and a half seconds in arrears. Something went wrong and pitting at the end of, it didn't pit at the end of the opening two lap. Two and a half minutes. It, it was two and a half minutes down, yeah. but it didn't make a pit stop. It carried on in the race. So whatever the problem was, cleared up. But for the 16 crew... Hubert Howitz just climbed out and it will be handed over to the third driver in that roster which is Dirk Muller, very very handy trio of drivers but uh, today for them will be a case of what might have been just over an hour remaining in this four hour race the last race, VLN 9 of 2019 glad you're joining us on RS3, plenty of race action today and practice and qualifying from the European Le Mans series and Michelin Le Mans Cup down at Portimao. And if their weather's as good as ours, they're in for an absolute treat. But well, I do hope so. <laughs> oh, you do <laughs> hope so, yes. Let's look closer to next weekend as well. <laughs> oh, yes, indeed. Well, you know how the wind can blow in off Absolute, the Atlantic. Absolutely, yes. I'm sure if you can arrange a change it, you will. Stipler's had a, lost a little bit of ground at the opening stage of this lap, but as we've said, and anybody who's a, a regular with VLN will know that uh, things happen out around the circuit. Have slow zones, haven't had a slow zone for a while, and that is why we're getting a whole host of drivers setting their fastest lap. Maro Engel just put in the fastest lap of the number six auto arena. Black Falcon entered Mercedes. They're down in ninth overall, will get higher than that. They will probably, I think, end this in about sixth place, but that was the car that came in at the end of lap one. Overheating was reported to be the problem, and uh, they have worked their way forward ever since. But again, track clear. As you can say, if you just happen to turn on a screen anywhere in the world and are seeing the track here, you'll be going, Oh, they're running a replay from earlier in the year. Must be high summer on the Nordschleife. Look at the colour of the leaves. We have fabulous, fabulous weather with which to bring this season to an end. And the car that's looking best in the eyes of many, but also for its performance on the track, is the gold number 650. Team Pixum Adrenaline Motorsports, BMW leading the Cup 5 class, could be the title winners come at the end of play today. But just over an hour to go, we'll have to wait and see if they can hang on. Certainly a challenge is coming from last year's champion in the V4 class. Brink, Brink and Lyson, but uh, 650 doing all they could. They arrived here with the uh, catchy points total of 67.14 points. Uh, these extra points and fractions of a point may just make a difference that's right. catchy is it 7.14 is catchy it's how, like it. it's how yes. you dress them up absolutely it's the timing isn't it it's all the timing keep trying and <laughs> you 
shall be rewarded. The car that's had a good run is the car that's been running second in the V4 class. Car number 711. It's how far back from the number one again? on track. Not a great distance. They're both fighting over the V4 honours. Last year's champions got their nose in front and may yet stay there, but 711 really had an exceptionally good run today. And it has to be said that uh, in the V4 class, they're running second. They led it for quite some while. It's the Scuderia Solican. Entry of two tots and a France. And they're still in the mix with uh, one hour remaining, precisely. Conditions continue to be fine, and I must say this season is uh, being sharpened to a very, very fine point. The weather conditions absolutely fine. Riding on board with one of the Teichmann racing entries, and what we're seeing, Peter, around the circuit, not only does it look great, it's largely clear of incident. Yeah. In fact, that's a KTM crossbow. As we say that, we look at the it's side of a car in the pits has been strapped up Gaffer after yes. some bit of pragging. That car number 249. And... Uh, it's one of the four car, class four cars, isn't it? Yeah, two four nine, a black BMW with uh, all sorts of multicolored flashes. It's yeah, SP four class. So and around the, around the door as well, not just on the window, but look, all, door all taped up. So some kind of side impact, I'm guessing there, that's compromised the door skin, and therefore the catch probably, so it can't keep the door closed. So uh, many a good race finished with gaffer tape holding the car together, keeping the door closed on that side, not a problem at all. Most important, carry on of all. Right, last time around I mentioned that Mauro Engels set the fastest lap for the number six Auto Arena Mercedes. He just put in the fastest sector of anybody, so he's really, really picking out the pace. He's chasing after the number 16 Black Falcon Mercedes with Dirk Muller on yeah, board. board. But Mauro yeah. Engel, he is a driver with a golden touch. Doesn't matter if it's DTM-type cars, he was very good in single-seaters, but in... SP9, he really, really has find, found his Metier. That's Manuel Metier, French driver yes. who's in a Renault Clear. So, into the final hour of the race. 2.6 seconds between first and second. Is that close enough? Well, not for us. We want the no. nose to tell. They could yet be because uh, David Pittard, he got down to half a second down on Mathieu Jaminet, but the Manti Racing Porsche driver presumably slightly better form in traffic. It's been going one way, going back the other, but certainly keeping the Porsche crew very honest indeed, but both in turn being hunted down by Frank Stippler. He's now 15 seconds down off the BMW in this lap alone. He's, uh, oh, he had a bad middle sector, but in the other sectors he's been faster. So, but just thinking, Bruce, because we believe that Jaminet, Pittard and potentially Stippler have all got driver changes to come still. Whereas Muller and Engel have already done their driver changes, 16 and 6, but in 7 and 8, that's going to put them back up the order, put them right back in the contention. So it's going to be down to those top three, how and when they pit stop, and if they do. Yeah, we'll let you know after the end of the chequered flag has fallen, we'll let you know how the order, order hangs. <laughs> well, obviously, we'll get there. I mean, in, the, in this last hour. Oh, big moment for the race leader coming yep. through the final chicane onto the start finish straight. Didn't want to get airborne, did the left hand side of the car. BMW in front of him couldn't really get out of the way slightly in, in the way frankly but uh, the gap forget was down to 2.8 seconds just waiting I think Walken Horse BMW is in the background of the shot should have been two and a bit seconds down gone into the pits Pittard has pitted thought as much sometimes you have to double yeah. check any image yeah, that's yeah. just flashed in front of your eyes and uh, so Pittard has brought the 34 Walken Horse car into the pits so that means 
we expect Jody Fannin to go in for the final sequence of the race. Taking a look, is the driver change going to happen or are they going to keep Pittard on board? It looks like they're going to keep Pittard on board. See no driver change. People in the way, but I think it is Pittard. He's the driver who's been the predominant force in that car this year. He's certainly become an expert on the Nordschleife. Unless they did the world's fastest driver change. That is no driver change there, but there's going to be a Vincent Kolb is waiting by the looks of things for Frank Stippler to come in. Let's just wait and see. It's a Phoenix racing out. Oh, no, it's the, it's the, the Pro-Am leader, Michele Beretta, has come in. Tall figure, I think, is Kim Lewis Schramm waiting to take over. Again, it's a chance to look at the damage on the front end that Schramm himself caused when he hit the back of the Walken Horse Motorsport BMW. Bit of repair work there. Got time at this second pit stop to... So they're going to put a whole new grill on the front of that just to keep the leaves out at this stage of the year. Yeah. It's almost like it's been turned to go back into the pit box. There. No, that always scares you at the yeah. rear end. Yeah. What, what is untoward here, but it's, uh, they're instructed to do that where possible. So, Michele Beretta. Slammed Engels just set the new fastest lap of the race, 803.981. I, I thought it was looking a quick lap. He banged <laughs> in some quick sector times. So, he has risen up the order. The next couple of laps, we will have the order changing, changing a fair deal get as the people come in for their final round of pit stops but just bear in mind before the pit stops Mattia Jaminet had opened a lead of two and a half seconds over the Walken Horse Motorsport BMW how good it will be to the end of the race we will see running repairs still at this late stage in the race this late stage in the season but apart from the blow on the front end of the car that has now been taped up on that number nine Phoenix Racing Audi that's leading the Pro-Am class all looks pretty all good very, all very relaxed isn't it I know, I know they've got this Minimum pit, pit time stop, but it's uh, going about the business. It's uh, I like that. You know, over the years when you had you didn't have minimum pit stop times, you have to feel for the mechanic who's just tripped over the air, yeah. who's dropped the wheel he's taken off the car. The car gets a penalty; it runs down the pit lane. And in the end, it's I think it's really a shame, particularly for the mechanics. Their their joy is doing their job well, but if they have to do it under extra dual rest, yeah. then I, I think they, they can get an unfair. unfair when things go wrong so the number nine phoenix racing audi down onto the deck waiting for this the final stint will they take the final pro-am victory of the year waiting to see if indeed that is kim lewis schramm has taken over from michele beretta i think it is one two three wait until you get the signal team chief with the lollipop stopwatch it goes the blink of an eye a car that's not uh, not been out of trouble as much as it might have been in this race. It's uh, it's testament that it's still up there running in uh, in fifth at the moment. Uh, yes, his Jan's in the car. Now. Yeah. Oh, it's Jan's. Kim Lewis Schramm. I thought yeah. it was going to be Kim Lewis Schramm doing the final stint, but uh, Jan's has stayed in it by the look of it. Yeah. And Schramm is the pro in that lineup. So, uh, well, Beretta. So Jan's is the obviously has to get the minimum amount of time you have yeah. to have to be in pro am. I'd lost count of the number of laps he'd recorded in his stint. What a second guess. But, that uh, makes it the leading Pro-Am car at the moment. Yep, it had made the lead. It taken over from John Schoffner, who's still lapping. But that's now made a pit stop and handed over to Janine Hill. Here it is, number 23. Mercedes rumbling its way through the Mercedes arena quite fittingly. I did wonder when I saw Jay Hill on the 
You thought it might be Jay. Yes, over there. Jay got yet another drive. Yeah. Touring cars are over, so he's having a go at this. Yeah. Yeah. You know what they're like. They know no yes, better. Exactly. So the gap between first and second has gone out to uh, 14 odd seconds now, Jaminet to Pittard. Um, so that was half a second at one point. Manti racing yeah, no, just ignore that because Pittard has made a pit stop. Of course. That is the time in the pit lane. So. Uh, yes. You think about the Opel Manti, you look back at the screen there, and there's the, the old M3 BMW, the original E30 shape. Yeah. I never remember the, the time number shapes. <laughs> I, I'm so what, what you're subtly saying there is that you're not as sad as me. <laughs> Quite rightly. I didn't know I was subtle. <laughs> but it's a, new, it's a new thing. Keep an eye on it. But uh, that lap from Maro Engel was very, very impressive. Fastest lap of the race by about two and a half seconds over the, the previous mark uh, set and a couple of consecutive laps by Adam Christodoulou. And... Uh, both cars entered by the Black Falcon team. Right, let's take a look. Ah, in the V4 class, it's swung back the other way. 7-11 is now ahead of number one. Last year's champions got into the lead. It was super close, but uh, now a 13-second advantage. Have to just uh, Maybe I have to scroll down the screen and just check uh, their respective numbers and pit stops served. But in the V4 class, they tend to come in pretty much on the same lap as each other. Don't tend to have as many different uh, race strategies as those in the SP9 class. And at this, the last round of 2019, some of them have had those, those strategies forced upon them by a change of strategy, by mechanical problems. Certain irony, though, it's an Indian summer. It's a, a glorious autumnal day here. Some of the cars overheating in the early stages. And as we saw with some of the runners, that's because their air intake was half filled with golden leaves. Beautiful, but not so good if they're sending your temperatures already. Well, exactly, not doing good for the engine temperature. And right now, I think what we're seeing with the number one crew, they don't want to take risks. They want to be at the front sharp end. But uh, as remember, Peter, the first two, number seven, eleven, and number one, way clear in the V4 class. And if they've done the maths in the team picks and pit, they'll know that uh, second place is. If they think that's enough for them, I'm sure they're right. But all along, have to keep an eye on the Cup Five class because 650, the championship leaders, yeah. overall leaders, coming here to the final round. Uh, have been in the lead of the class. A real battle with the 695 crew from Sorg Sport, but uh, just scrolling down. Yes, we're having the final flurry of pit stops. The leading car is David Griesner. The 650, <laughs> the Golden BMW, yeah. and his advantage is, well, quite sizable now. Uh, yeah, getting close to a minute. Now, right at the sharp end of the field, 50 minutes on the clock, 50 minutes no longer on the clock. Mattia Jaminet running alone at the front of the field. The Vulcan Horse Motorsport BMW that was uh, about two and a half seconds down came in to serve its pit stop last time around. David Pittard stayed, stayed on board, but the 911 Porsche does need to make one further visit to the pit lane. So second place overall should be the Franks. Audi and it's being given chase by the Falcon Motorsport Porsche which is having a very good lap Patrick Pillay getting closer and closer to Stimpler so lap number 22 on the board any second now no visit to the pit lane that time around for Mathieu Jaminet Falcon Horse Motorsport still listed as second but they're going to start tumbling down on the order because they've served their third and final pit stop Jaminet you said never mind going into the pitch you said a new fastest lap 803.310 
Yeah, we, we were commenting a few minutes ago that just just got into the threes, and now he's getting into the lower halves of it. So. Um, yeah, well, the best before that, that from Mauro Engel last time around was in 8.06, mm. now we're into 8.03, and low 8.03 is important now. Peter just waiting for, oh, well, Stippler's coming to pit, and so's Pile. We saw them coming up the, the long straight, the blue Audi, and behind it, the Aquamarine and blue Porsche. They both pull into their pit stops, the number five Audi, making its pit stop towards the exit of the pits, whereas the Falcon Motorsport car is at pit in end. But they should go out again in that order. Again, that's the beauty of the minimum pit stop time. You you can't gain an advantage in the pits. Keeps it safer. And with this many cars in a race, the last place you want to be unsafe because of cars coming in and out at uh, breakneck speed is, of course, the pit. Adam Christodoulou walking over the pit lane. His car, of course, started at on pole position. It's now in the hands of Dirk Muller. Hubert Haupt has had a stint, but clearly... It's been a race of what might have been for them in the top ten in the hands of Muller, but uh, whatever went wrong on that opening lap really, really hurt them. Two and a quarter minutes in arrears. Came round, still running, didn't come into the pit, so nothing that needed to be fixed there and then. Clearly whatever it was went away. Just over three quarters of an hour to the end of the 2019 VLN season. It's been a, a wonderful season. Plenty of variety of winners up front. Down the classes, Peter, we've had um, lots of consistent winners. But when you're running in a one, some of them like Cup 5, they're running in a one-make yeah. class. Yeah. To get in the top three at every round is phenomenal. Absolutely. But if you can get multiple wins, then you well, really it's a, are doing it. a one-make series within this, isn't it, basically? Yeah. Mauro Engel continuing to put in lap, good lap times. He's up to fourth. Uh, he follows did an 8 minutes 3 and 8 minutes 6 he's now well he's got a long way to go to catch Pile he was 37 seconds down but Pile's in the pits at the moment sadly for Engel they both made uh, three pit stops but his first one was at the end of the opening lap so he's got to make a fourth the top four cars on the same lap 22 laps completed at the moment two of those in the pits as well Stippler and Pile Stippler and Patrick Pile in the Phoenix Racing Audi Falcon Motorsport Porsche 911. They will return to the fray very shortly, in that order as it should do. It is, uh, meanwhile, it's Chamonix that is leading in the uh, anti-racing Porsche. Just want to see where the Walken Horse Motorsport car will come through. Listed in probably about sixth position. David Pittard made that pit stop, so he's tumbled down the order. But if we go bouncing back up when those uh, ahead of him on the track now... Pile, Pile and Stippler back out of the pits again. No driver changes, so they remain as Pile and Stippler. And... Screen goes blank. Walken Horse, Motorsport, last time round. OK. So the pit stop adds about over two and a half minutes to time because David Pittard's lap time, 10 minutes 51. But as all pit stops are going to be equal, barring teams who've actually had such a a moment that they've gone beyond the minimum pit stop time, which is very, very rare. This is a mechanical problem that needs fixing. There is no advantage to be gained. Janine Hill, running car 23, should take this through to the finish, down to second in the prime class. We saw that with the Phoenix Racing number nine going ahead, but uh, for Janine Dalton, excuse me, ninth overall, starting another lap. It's her final stint of what's been a really, really strong season. Staunch supporter with John Schofner of the VLN series. 
and you have to say for all the teams everybody involved this weekend it's, it's a golden finish to the year something that was uh, all the more unexpected but uh, glorious and, uh, for the photographers the light very very interesting indeed today Jaminet surely is coming in soon that uh, lap time lasts yeah. around 8 minutes 3.3 seconds suggests that the, the fuel is at the lighter end of the spectrum but uh, certainly clear track as well I must say the last handful of uh, well half hour or so has been pretty clean out on the circuits they haven't had so many slow zones and many a good set of tyres are the best moments are, are lost with uh, a slow zone on the course of a lap because next time you reach that point in the lap you might have no slow zone but you've already done another 25 kilometres on your tyres yes We're just waiting for um, Jaminet, our race leader, to pit, which we feel is going to happen very soon. I'm just waiting for the next of the timing sector, sector three, to be completed. Maro Engels up to third, pl second place overall now behind Mathieu Jaminet, who is due to come in very soon indeed. Engel will have to come in too. Who's going to be third through the third timing sector to move up into third place? As we have this final sort of shuffling of pit stops at the end of the final hour. Well, in the final hour of the 2019 season. So the first two well clear of the rest. Both of us pit stops. Are we going to have the Walking Horse Motorsport car coming through at the front of the pack? Still waiting for a third car to complete sector three to indicate it's in third place overall. Could be Frank Stippler still waiting that is the advantage but then as we point out two minutes 40 is about the time for average time for a pit stop so they need this large advantage before they make their final visit to the pits it seems like night and day but the whole battle will tighten up after everybody's had that absolutely run through yep. the pits and it really it's like watching paint dry it's quite reversed that it, <laughs> it, but yeah. it just you know what I mean you think they're going to be much closer but of course we, people are having lost two minutes 40 seconds or so by making a pit stop they can be two minutes 40 seconds behind and, and still be back, back in the mix when the front runners have made their pit stops yeah 11 cars on the same lead lap at the moment said anything is possible 2-2 two, two, time for a cup 5 update championship leader is David Griesner sharing with them Fubrick Kubrick did the first half of the race. Griezmann is taking it to the finish. He's sitting on a decent advantage over the 666 crew. 695 with that spin. They were in the mix early on, but uh, 695 started to find where they are. They dropped right down in Cup 5. Mm. Down into fifth place overall. Oberheim at the wheel at the moment. So we saw the spin, but more, to, more towards they haven't been able to keep up their pace. But we thank them for their input in the first half of the race. It was fabulous. Now, the M3, I think it is, that's smoking heavily, the old, the earlier M3. Still looks good, even when it's smoking, as far as I'm concerned. It's more than a haze, that one, isn't it? It's um, looking boarding on terminal to me, that one. I think that car will be retiring very shortly. As long as not putting anything down on the track, we're OK. Yeah, hard to tell, as that's being brought home. Mm. Let's hope it is being brought into it. Yes, it really was quite a smog. And the race leader comes into the pits. We knew a pit stop was due from Mathieu Jaminet. And 
the 911 comes in. Bantai Racing, super versed in all things VLN, all things Nordschleife. Uh, sharing with Dirk Werner, will there be a driving change? I think there will be, because I think first stint was Dirk Werner, then I think we've had two from Mathieu Jaminet. Mm -hmm. be the gap and then we'll establish if Stipler is in the lead of yeah. the race in the number five Audi I have a sneaky feeling he will yes definitely a driver yeah, change I think you could be right your predictions your assertions at the beginning of the race uh, just even on, the, on that grid when we talk about spectators and whatever we certainly saw that first sight of the Audi uh, Frank Stepler because it was the Schnitzer car wasn't in front of it it was revealed there we were so effectively it was P2 and that was when you said then that I feel this car Never underestimate it, and look at it now. It's really in contention to take an overall win in this the VLN9 last round. The E30 is in the pits as well. Funny enough, the bonnet's come off that, yeah. Funny, funny, yes. It's right in front of the Porsche uh, as, as well. Magic Porsche, which is quite helpful, but... Uh, Yes, can I apologise for my, I, I, my, my preamble for this race? I realise I had my notes from VLN8. That's the trouble having it on paper. But they've, they've held good today. Right, I expect the number six Mercedes to come in and make a pit stop. It still owes us a pit stop. But after pitting at the end of lap one, it dropped it way down the order. It's been driven really, really well today. Patrick Assenheimer sharing with Maro Engel. Maro's going to bring it to the finish, but he does need to make one more pit stop. Not this time around quite clearly. Through turn one, he goes into turn two. Nice and clean and tidy. No immediate racing around him, but uh, with the chasing pack, it could really tighten up because I have a feeling from third, I'm just waiting for confirmation of this, but between third and about sixth place, I think we're really quite close. But as they reshuffle their order after the final round of pit stops, those yet to serve, including the number six Mercedes, but it's one of the few still to come in. Number 56, haven't seen so much of that Mercedes, the one that's running in the SBX class, uh, Christian Hernardel, Maxi Buk and Maxi Gertz. It's uh, running in fifth overall, but that's only done two pit stops, so that will drop back down the order. That's the one that's sort of burnt orange colour. New slow zone at uh, SBAC. might affect anything. So the 911 car back out with Kern at the wheel. You said the driver changed there, so it's now got a. Oh, okay. Kern well, he wasn't wheel. on my entry list. Yeah. I've obviously printed my entry list last night, and he has run through the course this season, and he traditionally comes out for the final stint, so he's got to do 40 minutes. It's now 38 minutes left in the race, but. Uh, So let's see how he gets to hang on for Manti Racing. But it hasn't been the most illustrious season for Manti Racing in the VLN. They took a victory very early in the season. Round number three, which effectively was the second round, because round two was fogged off. That was Richard Leeds and Nick Tandy. Not bad drivers to be able to slot in your car, Not are they? Not at all, no. But, no. Uh, but since then it's been... Not too shabby, are they? No. Yeah. Lars Kern in for the final round, had a retirement, cruel retirement when they're looking to for a top result earlier in the year. But uh, Lars Kern, he's got a job to do. Taking over the race leading car, that's where you hope for all sorts of slow zones and uh, keep the chasers away. Not so close to Lars Kern, long time teammates, they really do support anti racing, but it's not in the hands of the pros to the end. Still looking absolutely superb last weekend in October, but the sun has shone all day on the Nürburgring Nordschleife, and even a 
this point as they're coming up towards 25 past three in the afternoon. The shadow's getting a bit longer along the circuit, but it's been a luxury and a luxury for one to be a double Falcon driver. Horse. Wouldn't it be to be on the track? There was a dice there between. Is that the Walker Horse? Yes, it is. Good it is, spot. Yeah. Car number 34 was battling with the with the Falcon Motorsport Porsche. So it's David Pittard and Patrick Pile. You have to say. That uh, BMW was so far off the circuit there. That yeah, was uh, nearly in Belgium. Parry Dakar settings there, but for Pittard now he he was very close at the start of the lap. There was just uh, three quarters of a second between them, with the BMW behind the Porsche. But it's much further behind the Porsche. I'd love to have seen it in car footage of that, or even better from behind to what caused that. But you say it was a it was a long way off. The number nine Phoenix uh, Audi went uh, that far went into that gravel trap quite early in the race, but nowhere near that far off. It was about a, a car in that was. I was amazed that wasn't going to the barriers. To no, honest. entirely. I, what, I really did think that. What we had was at least four car widths off the side of the gravel trap because both of them went around the outside of a, of a, a back marker and it really was diminishing returns. But for David Pittard, he would have only seen that barrier was it, when he was going out over the gravel. Managed to haul it back to the circuit, but uh, must have felt it could have been over I, and out. It would have got his attention, put it that way. And if it didn't, <laughs> you have to worry slightly. But uh, they well, were fighting over, well, just outside the top three, but effectively in the top three because a couple of the other people ahead of them have been serving pit stops after theirs. So up and down the pit lane, people all looking at the screens, all observing what is happening. But you get the stagger. It's a bit like in a 400-meter race, the stagger unwinding and the person who started on the outside seemingly so far ahead no longer in that position. And what's happening? So that slow you know, zone's now being upgraded to a code 60. Okay, so that'd be the same for everyone. So there'll be no yeah. faster laps this time around, but just in the middle part of the lap, Maro Engel, absolutely the star in the number six auto arena Mercedes. Just putting the fastest middle sector of anybody at any point in the race. He has the race's fastest lap. He won't be improved upon this time. But for people like uh, Janine Hill, she knows she's got the faster pros. They won't be able to take any advantage out of her at the code 60 zone. So at least one small segment of the track yeah. will maintain her advantage. And at the moment, Janine is running in second in Pro-Am, we know the Phoenix Racing Audi is leading, that's ninth overall the uh, class leader in eight, Steve Yans taking that to the finish and also Steve Yans in that Phoenix Racing Audi, the red one number nine, this is sitting on a lead of uh, 35 seconds over Janine Hill, so um, looking good for class honours the car that's just been in the thick of the battle, but uh, now has the battle under control, Cup 5 David Griesner sharing with Yannick Fubrick came here looking for points, needed as many points as they could, leading the Cup 5 class, leading the overall championship battle, but uh, knowing that in the V4 class they were going to be challenged very hard indeed, and possibly more points would go the ways of their own teammates, Brink, Brink and Lyson. But, uh, let's do the points later, but they're doing absolutely what they need to do, and sometimes just having two drivers rather than three, what do you say Peter, could be a bit of an advantage? Yes and no. It, de it dep obviously depends on the relevant pace of the two drivers. Uh, that, that's, that's a big issue. Uh, and also, how fresh that driver is going back in. A third driver sometimes, if they're really well matched, three well matched, you get a fresher driver. But do you, do you consider in that situation, because conditions haven't changed, when the drivers get them back on board, they know what they're getting? They know that, I mean, the temperature range today, though it's been a warm autumnal day, won't have been an enormous range like you have in no, summer. No, not at all. So no. track conditions, super fair. And if they know, I had it right in the first, my first stint, the third one should be fairly similar. Whatever you have. You'd hope so. 
it doesn't always work out that way, does it? I'm just noticing yellow, yellow flags. flags. Yeah, just, just had a track clear at SBAC, immediately not. followed by yellow flag show. Just telling us where. That came just as we've given the sign that mm. the track was clear at SBAC within a few seconds. So keeping an eye out there. Definitely a slow zone. We're just seeing through the 695 BMW, followed by the green flag. So that one's been cleared up. Was that S back? It could have been. Let's see, plunging down afterwards. Yes, I think it is. Was They're S going back. towards yes. Yes. Brudchen and then Brunchen. beyond. That's what you say when you can't remember the name of the following corner. Brudchen and beyond. Fabulous stretch of the circuit. I really love it. I remember doing a piece to camera with my back to the circuit there where the cars go light. <laughs> You're a braver man than me. <laughs> I was behind the barriers, but I oh, remember sorry. hearing a real screech, screech when a car <laughs> came into land. I thought, which way is that breaking? I said... And I bet you, I was bet, that I bet you didn't good? break, did you? Yeah. Did, did you get that? We'll stop with that now. It's <laughs> as good as it's going to get. It's time to have a look at what's happening in the V4 class overall. Because, of course, last year's champions in the mix in that class scroll down until I get you have to scroll a long way down to get to V4 you scroll down to 88th position it's still 7-11 leading but only six seconds clear of ring last year's joint champion will they have number one on the door so here we have a whisker over half an hour remaining in the 2019 season and last year's champions still in the sharp end of their class in fact they've just moved ahead on that lap Suddenly saw the orange and blue nose of the number one just ahead of the 7-11, which is white with duck with blue and bright red and yellow on it. But uh, that keeps on changing over, waiting for my timing screen to prove that's the point. Yes, indeed. Oh, number six in. We knew that was a late pit stopper. This is Maro Engel. Engel. This is the car that came in at the end of the opening lap. Had a problem with overheating. Back into the race. So it's pitted from second place, listed as race leader. That's because, of course, the 911 Porsche was handed over to Lars Kuhn. He is yet to go past, having had his pit stop. Oh, the purgatory of the run down the pit lane and the slow pace. You're convinced everyone is gaining on you, but everyone makes a similar number of pit stops, so it's all absolutely even in there. But scratch number six from the front end of the field. You're right, though. It doesn't feel like it when you're on that pit limit. Oh, agonising. Yeah, convince everybody else has got a faster pit speed yeah, than yours, yeah, but you yeah. have to do what you want. You sure you set this right? Yes. <laughs> Miles an hour, not kilometres. Yes. Well, there are some places that the old... I'm going back in time here, we did the 24-hour at Spa. Was using the old endurance pits, you would overspeed down the F1 down. pits and roll down the hill, so it was set lower to allow for momentum going down the hill, which is one of those things. You could just so easily get a penalty for just not thinking something through like that. Roads with one or two K, but... Sounds like my first motorbike test. <laughs> I had passed you, you bleeding. Oh, certainly body contact. Yeah, that's, that's the, yeah. Well, hardly surprising you think how many overtaking manoeuvres are made around the course of one lap once they get into passing back markers. Back markers who could be lapping appreciably slower but have their place on the track. They're entered in the race. They had their own class battles. Minor scuffing, I think, is, is the term for that. Was the Americans say rubbing's racing and all that? NASCAR terminology. Right. This is the thing. I just want to cut in there, Peter, because I, I was saying that we were, it was all closing up for sort of third place backwards. Most certainly is. Phoenix Racing will come up into second place. Number five, Frank Stippler. Less than a second back to Patrick Pile in the number four Porsche, the Falcon Motorsport car. 
and David Pittard, the driver who took up rally driving for a brief period when he had a run through the gravel trap, is hot on their tail. Three cars covered by Nestor de Mass. Not very much. Three seconds. And they're having to hustle the traffic a little harder now. The Max Cruz racing golf keeping out of the way in the TCR class. But uh, Frank Stippler's got company because Patrick Pillay's closing in in the number four Falcon Motorsports. Porsche and David Pittard is not giving up, that's for sure. In the fifth place, effectively fourth place, Falcon Horse Motorsport BMW. All in the same shot as they dive down into the fast right-hand kink on the Grand Prix circuit. Up to the chicane they go, feeding their way, snaking their way past the slalom fashion past the back markers it looks like a good run there for Frank Stippler but it could easily come unstuck when they get to the Nord Curra yet slightly compromised but more grunt up the hill no problem it looks showroom new as well that R8 doesn't it yeah it's not like it's done three and a half hours of racing back on board with uh, Janine Hill uh, long sustained full, full throttle period which is it's gone on and on and on. Just think of how hard that engine's working for a final little bit of a lift there. Um. Yes, and I think when you're talking about the cars coming along from Dossinger Her, you've got that little right-hand kink. Sorry, left-hand kink. Go right, you're in trouble. Um, I was going to say, but actually, the run, run from that kink up towards Tiergarten in some circuits would be considered a straight, oh, yeah. but here it's just the afterthought, and you yeah. still have to be as hard on the throttle as you can be. Janine Hill weaving from side to side. She's done that before. I noticed that a couple of times. I'm not quite sure why she's done that. No given reason. That was on the start, finish straight. Just going past her pit crews. Secret code for something. But she is running in second in the Pro-Am class. Eighth place overall. But she's running this through to the finish. 27 minutes on the clock. I just wonder if she's been offline a little bit just to get around back mark stuff. She's got a, maybe a little bit of pick-up or something and just, just on the straight while she's done a little bit of a, a, a clean-up or something. Unlikely, yep. but just as you say, it slightly just seems slightly old thing to do down the straight. It wasn't dramatic, yeah. weaving like tire warming, but it, it was very definite two or three, wasn't it? It wasn't yeah. just a, a deviation. Running a little high on the curbing yeah. there around the Grand Prix loop, so maybe the tires starting to go away now. The six nine, no, it's not the six nine five. It's the six car. car, isn't it? Yeah. Also the Avia sponsored yeah. number one eight one. Late pit stops now. Less than half an hour remaining in this race. Run one running in the, in the SP10 class. That's uh, you know, what we understand as GT4 elsewhere. That's also from the Sorg Sport crew. Heiko Eichenberg and Eric Johansson, the Swede, running in that class in their M4. The M4 is very popular in that class. In fact, they make up uh, six of the eight runners in class. The others being the 162 Black Falcon Mercedes, and the other one is the Pro Sport Performance Aston Martin. Chris Alexander Meese, brother and David Orton. Cars always look just, they look really as though they haven't even started the race yet. No. GT4 class cars, or SP10 as we call them here, just never look stressed, but you know the driver's working them very, very hard, and as you say, three and a half hours complete. Short blast to the finish. And it would talk, it would talk about the drivers getting tired of the work they do, whatever, just remember that. The, the, the mechanics of the vehicle the car itself does the entire race it doesn't get a break and it has to go all the way through the race so and this is why these things wear out and get these components aligned and whatever just because they, they just do so much work we heard it a few moments ago when we saw the a bit of in-car onboard footage with uh, Janine Hill and the, uh, the amount of full throttle 
uh, for a duration there onto the straight. As you said, it wasn't much of a straight for Nürburgring, but some of the circuits regarded very highly uh, as a straight. Um, everything just working so hard. Back to our 650 uh, has five car. Hasn't put a wheel wrong. Had they done so, the number one entered by the same team, but in the team pick, pick some adrenaline motorsport, but in the V4 class, last year's champions. They need this car if they're going to. Uh, back up last year's title with another one this year to put a wheel wrong. It hasn't yet. It'd be very cool if it did so in the final 25 minutes of the race. Maybe it's an advantage starting with two. We've been discussing that. My name is Bruce Jones. I'm Peter Snowden alongside. But right now, Yannick Fubrick and the driver at the wheel, David Griesner, are doing what they need to do to take this year's title. It's been a real, real charge. And they put on a fantastic drive. And it was under pressure. It's not a case of just sheer pace. It was race craft oh, was it as well. Ever? Yeah. I mean, so to resist that pressure, we said at one point it was that it was the focal point of the race for the first hour, most certainly, and that's only the camera bits we saw. Two hours. Two hours in reality, exactly. And all we saw was the back of that gold BMW. And we'd suddenly see the back of it. I mean, you couldn't see the bumper. We were seeing the boot lid, the roundel, and the tail light a bit off. And it we was know that it was, close. And we know it was given a clonk in the Mercedes yeah. Arena. We saw yeah. it go four wheels in the air over the chicane as you got the, the rise and then the sharp turn. That was into fantastic. That, wasn't that was the moment it, of the race. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't letting go of that championship lead, was it? It was just like, no, I'm, just, I'm not lifting. No, we're going for it. Here we go. And that prompted our conversation about it's easier to deliver at 100% than back it off but at this stage if you're sitting on a comfortable lead do you back off or do you keep pressing on but uh, some drivers don't have the option they've got someone right up their chuff and it's, they have to it's really that old phrase of yours isn't it hero to zero you, you, you think if you back off you're out of your rhythm therefore you're more likely to make a mistake is that increasing the risk it's all about risk management or do you go for it and do what you think is instinctively right and it goes wrong are you ever going to get you're never going to hear the end of it no indeed <laughs> and I remember, I remember backing off on a showing my incompetence on my in-lap at Mugello once in a BMW M3 and I managed to get the grill back on the car before someone came around the corner so it looked slightly more complete <laughs> I can and the funny thing there <laughs> yeah. I went into lunch feeling about you know that yeah. high yeah. and the BMW mechanics looked up from another table along with Dieter Quester who was sitting there and he laughed he goes I do that a lot and they just nodded their heads yeah yeah, you talk about, talk about lunch and doing that. I was uh, we were testing at Barcelona once a few years ago in a GT1 car, and literally on the last lap before lunch, I put it into the gravel because the mechanics weren't going to get their sandwiches. Oh yes, they were. The car was brought back, and I was presented a broom. Fair call. There you go. It's like, fair enough. You're the idiot that put it there. You're the idiot that can clean it up. So that's only fair enough. Yeah, yeah so it is. I'll, I'll miss lunch and I'll just do that bit. <laughs> right. Who is leading the race? interesting question to ask at this late stage but the reason we do so is we're yeah. on the unwind after the final round of pit stop Lars Kern has taken over the 911 Porsche he should be into the lead of the race no it's still the number six Mercedes but that has yeah. served its pit stop now it's flipped over there we go so Lars Kern leading the race what is his margin of advantage certainly got a tight chasing pack we know they're second third fourth in fact they've changed the order the black fork to the Falcon Motorsport Porsche Patrick Pile is just ahead of Frank Stipper and the Walken Horse Motorsport BMW right in his tail. Second, third and fourth covered by that inimitable margin of one second. 21 and a half minutes remaining in the season. But in turn, I think they've all got the pace potentially if they stop mucking around together <laughs> to catch the race leader. Or have they? Oh, traffic oh, just where the just we don't need Walken it. Horse Motorsport BMW didn't want another BMW Cup class car in its way. Tough luck. He just got on the tail of that battle to make second, third and fourth covered by nothing now he's got to do it all over again and suddenly those 21 minutes are going to go past very quickly indeed Porsche 1-2 
Lars Kern, Patrick Pile. Remember this. 20 minutes yeah. to 21 minutes to go. 42 seconds is the advantage. Should be enough for Lars Kern. This will be a massive win for him. But will the track stay open? Will it stay green for the rest of the race? Come on, mate. Patrick Pile is going to have to be right on his toes because he's, he's got Stippler right behind, behind yeah. Stippler. Yeah. Stippler's got the taste of it now, hasn't he? He knows there's what 20, 20 minutes to go. Come on. It's, it's, it's the last last bit of the race. It's still 20 minutes. To Three go. laps. Yeah. And he's pushing hard, riding the curse, but he's so smooth. And in the background, it looks like we've yeah. got more company than I realised because uh, Maro Engel is right on the tail. Of Pittard. Of Pittard. Yeah. So let's just do, do the numbers on that. About, about one, two, three, four seconds cover second through to fifth after three hours and 40, 40 minutes, minutes of racing. Exactly. And all along, they will be catching the race leader. How close can we get our top five finishes? Who is in sixth place? Just waiting for that to come through. It's Philip Eng, who's been running all on his own. No friends, no mates. Philip Eng in the number 42 Schnitzer Motorsport BMW. Now, just going on to the actual Nordschleife there, just watching there that uh, Pittard was right, right on the... Sorry, Angle right on the back of Pittard. I think that might be a change on this lap before we know it. Kern it is that's leading in the uh, 911. Literally the Connor 911 as well, but the Porsche 911. Porsche 1-2, second place is, the, uh, is Patrick Pillay in the Falcon motorsports car and then we've got Stippler in the Audi Dave Pittard in the Valkenhorst M6 but right behind him and possibly out of sight of us now certainly challenging as he came off the newer circuit but as Bruce said earlier it was 30 odd years old anyway but, uh, newer to us anyway to us older boys have done this for a while was uh, Engel in the Black Falcon uh, Mercedes So how is this story going to unfold? Will we have Fubrick and Griesner who arrived here for the ninth round, effectively the eighth race. We lost VLN2 due to, to fog. Janine Hill weaving yeah, again, again on the start for the straight. But uh, just to finish my point, Fubrick and Griesner heading to take surely the 2019 title. But uh, they've got a tiny advantage in the Cup 5 class. They've deserved that advantage. They've raced really, really hard. I think it's a, little, it's a little in joke or something. The 23 Mercedes, the get speed performance car, Janine Hill, just she only weaves there, nowhere else on the circuit. Exactly. When going past the pits, it's a sign that I'm enjoying myself. Running second in the Pro Am class. And for those who've done their stints, nothing more to do but wait for the end of the race. There'll be big smiles for a lot of them because they've completed the season, some because they would have taken the overall title, their class title, but uh, there have, as we said, been more battles than we could possibly follow every VLN round and this is the conclusion of the season into the final 20 minutes and we've got a, a driver leading the race for Mantai Porsche Lars Kerr just doing the final stint sitting on a big advantage in fact he's been going very well around this lap showing how he's picked up his pace over the last couple of seasons races a lot with Otto Close but uh, this time racing with real big boys with uh, I'll be the Mantai Porsche close then. Hmm? close racing then yes exactly <laughs> You're in disgrace now for the next five minutes. Good. <laughs> We're racing with Mathieu Jaminet and Dirk Werner. It's good when someone takes the pressure off me. I was just following your lead. I just thought, I just thought a bit of a late surge at the end there. I thought we'd come in with some of the... Some of it. So, Porsche 1-2 it is still. Just waiting for a bit of a camera to go back onto that so we can... Still, crews making their final pit stop of the season. Still, just about managing to not do what the Phoenix Racing Audi did when it clattered the back of the Gorkenhorst BMW as they reached the white line to mark 
start of the pit lane speed region, the speeding zone. Code 60 at the carousel. So all these things, probably every slow zone is an advantage. Code 60, where you go down to 60 kph. An advantage for the race leader, Lars Kerr. But I must say his split times have been very, very impressive. I shouldn't do him down at all. Next to Mathieu Jaminet and Dirk Werner, they will be delighted in the pits if he can bring it through to give Manti Racing victory in the final round. So slow zones still can have a role to play. The point between Caracciola and the carousel is where the slow zone is at the minute. we have some of our front runners who might have made a bit of a clatter. Can you want to just run us through that one, please, Peter? Yeah, You've saying, had a message. Yeah, it's saying that the, uh, uh, the Pillay Porsche and the Pittard BMW have had a, a little bit of coming together. Uh, I'm guessing at Carousel, by the look of it, and, but can continue driving. So obviously that's not going to update on our screen yet, so it'll take a while to come through, but that might well have a, a major outcome on it, whether it was a a clatter, a touch, a rub, or an off. Okay, but what we have to say within that, Peter, is the fact that that was second. That the battle became second through to fifth. Remember, it was covered by about five seconds. And clearly, Pittard had had a good run. If he got up onto Pile, Stipler had probably moved ahead. I could probably do some maths and try and work that out. But anyhow, somewhere between second and fourth places. Uh, this season is far from finished. Six fifty potential champion into the pit for the final time. No. Seeming driver change to be made. It'll be David Greasner staying on board but running towards the end. Stay calm, stay cool. Quarter of an hour remaining in this, the final round. But the 650 BMW into the pit lane. Someone else coming sideways. Oh, yeah, that's crabbing, isn't it? Another yeah. BMW Cup class car, number 699 by the looks of things. So I could probably read the number on the side door. It's coming so sideways. With a head on shot, couldn't we? Yes. Towards us. But uh, yes. Try 699 on the windscreen. Yes, no, I did that. I did oh, that. sorry. <laughs> I said probably. So ah, I'd seen that. That's how I identified it. But here we are into the final stages of the 2019 season. And still the problems are coming yeah. thick and fast. Show Limited merchandise collection is now available. Click on the link on the front page at radio-show.co.uk. There's a variety of designs by renowned graphic and livery artist Andy Blackmore, including the Midweek Motorsport Helmet, the RSL logo, plus some specials to commemorate our broadcasts from Le Mans and Nürburgring 24-hour races. All items are made to order by our partners Full Talk Gear. And to keep the pesky postage costs down, are dispatched from either Europe or the USA. New products and designs are being added regularly so keep checking in by clicking the store button on the homepage. Show your true colours. Click the Radio Show Limited store. Open 24 hours every day. Just before we went away, the potential incident being reported from Patrick Pile, the number four 
Falker Motorsport Porsche that worked its way up to second position and David Pittard in the number 34 Falkenhorst Motorsport BMW waiting for the next timing interval. We can tell you that Lars Kern is still leading the race, the 911 Manti Porsche. He was about 40 seconds or so up the track. Who's going to come through? It looks so Frank Stippler will come through in third place, waiting for him to prove me right or wrong in his Phoenix Racing Audi car number five. Started third on the grid, been driven very well, led the race in the early stages. And he and Vincent Kolb will be very, very pleased indeed if they can get closer to the front. But if they can come second in this super tight battle, that will be impressive. And across the line, it's uh, still waiting for that to be confirmed. But there, there has been contact, so we're told we have spies in the trees around the outside of the circuit. And let's hope they're, they're feeding us the right stuff. But all along, Lars Kern could be building towards victory for the Manti Motorsport Porsche crew at the front. The 911, the car that races in the colour that we've daubed and dubbed Grello, green and yellow, leading the way. Had to fight its way up from outside the top ten in qualifying. Very busy on the opening lap. But there have been many front-running players who've had a stumble today. But the 911 crew haven't put a wheel wrong since qualifying. And it's Lars Kern bringing it home. Let's see what his gap is next time around. He's likely to have other drivers coming a little bit faster. But with a slow zone on that lap. Because something else between the Caracciola and Carousel. He was able to relax just that tiny little bit. And uh, let's see. We're into the final not many minutes of the season. It's going to be exciting all the way to the finish. But at the start of this lap, it was a Porsche 1-2. Will it be at the end of the lap or will it be a Porsche 1-3? Will the Phoenix Racing Audi have moved up into that position? We'll wait and see. Again, it's a very, very long lap and it does look as though it's still the number four Porsche in second place. So while it tightened up, what we've lost is the Walken Horse car has lost position to go from fourth back to fifth. So still not can't entirely be sure of what we, what happened out there at uh, Carousel. We'd had reports that the 34 Porsche, uh, BMW had a clash with the number four Porsche, but the, the four Porsche has come through in second place where it was before. And uh, conversely, the 34 Walken Horse BMW has dropped to position because the auto arena Mercedes, Mauro Engel at the wheel, has moved up to fourth. So things still changing. Still very, very tight indeed. About seven seconds between second and fifth. But what needs stressing is the fact that the gap to the race-leading car, the Manti Racing Porsche number 911, is sitting there solidly, stolidly at over 40 seconds. 41.9 seconds at the last time of asking. Yeah, I think the, I think the four Falcon and the 34 Falcon did have a coming together. That was before the carousel, but uh, they've had some coming together. And it looks like the uh, uh, the Pittard Falconhorst M6 has come out of that one worse. Yeah, quite possibly you have a clash. It may not be any damage, but you lose mm. momentum. Exactly. And certainly we saw with those cars, second to fifth, running nose to tail, the advantage was going to be taken by anyone in behind. And in that case, it was Mauro Engel who moved up from fourth, from fifth to fourth. And uh, looking good as they charge into the final few moments of this race, the final few moments of the season. So let's take you through to the finish, the last race of 2019. It's Porsche's first and second, but it's very, very tight at the top. Other classes having their battles the whole way down the order. Peter, you enjoyed the VLN action today? How could you not? What's not to enjoy? Exactly. This match is incredible. And you say, just under 10 minutes to go, and we're still not done. <laughs> still not done. There'll be long minutes for, for Lars Kern leading the race. But uh, hopefully for his sake, nothing to... To cause any tremors for the heart. <laughs> I was trying to think how to phrase that because he's sitting on that tidy advantage. If it was 4.2 no seconds, no wobbles. 
certainly have more to be concerned about, but that is a big margin by VLN standards. But in behind, second through to fifth, Pile, Stipler, Engel and Pittard, super, super close between that quartet. And often it's going to be how the cookie crumbles, how the cars are positioned on the track ahead of them, the back markers as they work their way up the order. Let's wait and see. Let's hope it's kind to them all. They need to have a stumble in the final few minutes. For the clock will count down to the end of four hours. Then, of course, we will have to complete the lap. But the leader has started. And I think with the cars that close, many a slip twixt cup and lip, as they oh. say. Could still be in among the reckoning. Cars still sounding brilliant. Light started to become a little paler at this stage the race last weekend in October it's been a brilliant weekend weather-wise some of the people who attended the wet events earlier in the year might book this one into their diary for next year <laughs> ready to have snow but the well, weather's been more to the point they might have been deterred from coming to this one because of the weather previous weathers then then missed out and then kicked themselves thinking can you believe this look at these images yeah yeah autumn sunshine who'd have thought go to the Nürburgring for a holiday in October sunshine yes that's a proper weekend away that's a proper city break Staying at the Hotel Horizontalis, <laughs> camping out in the Eiffel Forest. But, uh, you did sound remarkably fast, show there. <laughs> that was an old Nigel Roebuck <laughs> statement about people who camp. Okay, okay. Sort of statement someone who's probably never camped can make. There are times I sort of understood what he meant. If you, you and camping don't go hand in hand I can't, I can't see that oh no I, I enjoyed those little holidays in Brittany <laughs> right Seven Lars Kern Lars Kern sitting on a lead it's come down but only to 41 seconds from 42 so he's doing a good job <laughs> in the lead he of the indeed. race because those behind are very very busy indeed Patrick Pile up into second place for Falcon Motorsport and his advantage only one and a half seconds over the chasing Frank Stippler cars coming in groups in gaggles Bodywork flapping on one of the TCR Audis. It's in a bit of trim, but no, I think it's the, it's beating the back, in semaphore. It's the back half of the yeah, the, one of those old um, indicators, doesn't it? The tra- oh yes, traffic cages. Oh, so I said semaphore. semaphore. Yeah, semaphore indicator. It's the, it's the trailing edge of the front wing, isn't it? It's yeah. come loose at the bottom and just the wind. That wouldn't be enough to slow car 301. Not enough to cause it to be flagged, to black, you know, brought into the pits at this late stage or any stage in particular. That's uh, MSC Sinzig's Audi RS3. Should get to the end of the season. Pretty much all should now. Waiting for the gaggle, the battle for second place. We know the green and yellow Manti Racing Porsche leading the way overall. 40 seconds, the good. It may come down a little bit on this lap. Not a lot. I must say, hats off to Lars Kern. He's really putting in a storming performance in that race leading uh, Porsche. Again, waiting for the sector ties, but with a margin of that much, it doesn't matter if he loses two or three seconds per sector exactly. around this lap. Exactly. So, uh, flapping out, he's getting lots of TV exposure. Yes. In the, in the dying minutes, there's our car 301 with the, the lime green. I think we we'll call that the Kermit Audi, can't we? The uh, uh, RS3 with a, the flapping bodywork. So yes. Be, more more lime swing. than emerald in its colour. Yeah, yes, definitely. So what's the gap? So back to our leader. Still coming down. He's lost another six tenths of six seconds in one sector alone. But that's the longest sector. He's starting a lap number 28. 
26 laps should be on the board. 27 laps on the board. An 8 minute 13 lap. There have been slow zones on the previous lap, so that's a lot faster than his previous yeah. lap. And those behind, well, we know the fastest lap of the race is 10 seconds faster than that, and that's by Mauro Engel. Mauro's down in fourth place at the moment, but they are a long way back. This is the last lap. Spotted Peter, we don't want it to end, but uh, the light is definitely starting to go down. Become a little weaker, but where is that battle for second place? We know it's about 40 seconds further back down the track. The Falcon Motorsport Porsche making it a Porsche 1 2 at the moment, but he's got company. Frank Stipple will be, in fact, scratch that. We just had a change of position. The number six yeah. Mercedes right on the line to start the final lap went uh, into third place from thir- fourth to third to second into the first sequence of corners, three cars around them, but it's, it's Porsche Mercedes, Porsche now, Mauro Engel just doing enough, but he's on the outside line, he's got to go past a Porsche Cup car, got the power down through the second part of the Mercedes arena, and somehow the final lap of the 2019 VLN <laughs> series is like the first, Peter. Well, yeah, absolutely, it's exactly what we, not, we didn't predict, but uh, who would expected that on that, I mean, obviously the lead car across the line, that was easy, we thought, and then it all happening behind. Uh, with Black Falcon Engel, uh, you did you, again. You've said it, to Bruce Engel, a superstar driver in anything. No, he uh, re- he really really is. I see why he's been on Mercedes books for quite a while. Frank Stippler has come across the line in fourth place. He's about three seconds further back, but there was a gaggle of traffic, and if he makes a better run through that before they get onto the Nordschleife part of the circuit, get off the Grand Prix loop, he may yet have a chance to close back in again. But what we can tell you is first place, Lars Kohn is 34 seconds to the good, starting the final season of 2019. Final lap of the season, I should have said. Yeah, so Stifler just going past a back marker there, but seems to be slightly out of touch. Now yeah, he's three and a bit seconds yeah, further back. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying, he may be able with traffic to get, but once you get onto the Nordschleifer it's hard so to a big ask, get but, that back. But if, I think if anybody can, Stippler can. He's, show, he's shown his credentials in this race. He's protected from behind because uh, David Pittard, as you suggested, is falling away slightly yeah. after that possible contact with the the uh, Falcon Motorsport Porsche of Patrick Peeler. He's in fifth and he's another four seconds not to the good, to the bad. Sixth place overall, leading car in SP9, Pro-Am. Second car in the class is the one we're riding with on the screen. The number 23, Get Speed Performance Mercedes. Janine Hill will bring that to the finish in eighth place overall. Maybe treat us to another one of those wheel waggles down the start-finish straight. We wait and see. But uh, lights are flashing, has a trio of cars in front of her, one of which we saw in the pits being strapped together with as much masking tape, uh, much uh, gaffer tape as they could find, the, the black but now yellow and also red BMW. Yes, depending on what colour gaffer tape they got yes. left. Yes, they were borrowing from other teams yeah. with different liveries. But for Janine Hill, still got one lap to go because the clock hasn't got to the end of the hour, but we know our race leader, Lars Kern, leading the race. Mauro Engel just put in the fastest middle section of anyone. You're not going to find 34 seconds on a lap, Mauro, but what you're trying to do, of course, is to keep Patrick Pile off your tail. He's only 0.1 of a second down. Don't forget that overtaking manoeuvre, third to second, happened on the start-finish straight last time around. And Janine Hill, one more little wiggle over the start-finish line. Well, you said you treat us to it, and uh, indeed you did. So there, there must be something in team there. There must be something about that. It's got to be like a... Not, not a celebration, but there's something... Not, not even the last lap, is it? But, no, it's uh, been for about half a dozen laps. Uh, yeah, it's just, just slightly bizarre, that one. But, uh, I think it's a winter research project, that one, to get to the bottom of that one. So literally into the last one and a half minutes for the clock stops. Obviously, our race leader's out on track. He started that lap with five, about five and a half minutes, 5.50 to go. 
so this is one of, the, one of the features of VLN, of course. The clock may well stop, but you can still have 20-odd minutes of racing still. <laughs> exactly so. So that moment where a driver goes on to the final lap and starts to hear funny things with the engine. Ah, you can hear yes. lots of funny things around 25 kilometres. Yeah. But also, maybe maybe it's a good thing that you're very, very occupied around the 25 kilometres, the 100 and rah, 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 turns of the Nür- Nürburgring Nordschleife. Not as many moments in certain circuits where you can relax, back off, look at your instruments here. If you do that, that could be a spelling disaster. Drivers that look at instruments? Heavens above. Whatever next. So we're on board once again with uh, Janine Hill in the 23 Mercedes. Still good for second in the Pro-Am class. Yeah. No chance now. They're a minute or so, minute and ten down on Steve Jans in the number six place car, Phoenix Racing. We've got a yellow... Ah, Flanscar. People have yeah. decided to do a bit more, a bit more gardening at Flanscarden. Um, as things stand, Bruce, the top ten cars are going to be all German manufacturers. Ah, yes, that Ferrari down in 11th place at the moment. Just uh, one position down on the SPX class leader, the only car in SPX, which is the new and then some Mercedes in the hands of Maxi Boot going through to the end of the race. But the, the real close battling is not between first and second. It's what happens from Maro Engel back through Patrick Pile, Frank Stippler and David Pittard. Eight seconds covering the four of them from second through to fifth. But it looks so the order, apart from second place, is fairly well sorted. But again, all it takes, Peter, is a gaggle of slower cars having their own battles. But for Manti Racing, with that advantage of 34 and a half seconds at the start of the final lap of the season, it should be good for victory. For Muller, Pile, and the driver at the wheel at the moment, Lars Kern, you can be sure. Lars will be absolutely delighted, but there's another safety vehicle on the circuit, as I said. So, oh, so a further moment, so we had Flansgard, now a new slow zone between Calacciola and Carousel. Just about to reach it with our 929 camera car. Well, the Flansgarden was 499 and 962, those two cars, uh, whatever they managed to do at Flansgard. I'm just conscious we're on the last lap, Bruce, so I don't want to go into that too much, not having that much of a difference on it. 499, though, is the Renault Megan from the uh, uh, 52 category. Oh, we've seen quite a lot of that. It's been uh, yeah. in lot front of all, uh, quite a lot of our shots with other drivers going on past with their more powerful, faster cars. And again on this lap, Mario Angle is determined to have that second place. He's got into the position just coming over the start-finish line last time around. He just put in the fastest second sector time of anyone. He's gained another sec- nearly a second on the chasing Patrick Pile, but Pile in that Falcon Motorsport Porsche doesn't have the answers, he's falling away. There's nothing that can be done about Lars Kern heading towards victory, surely, on this, the final lap of the season. The other car involved in that was the 962 number, which had to be a Porsche. What, what else could be a 962 number but a Porsche? That's the uh, Fergadelli racing car, which puts the uh, Cayman GT4, not quite a 962. But the number's on the side anyway. If you squint, it sort of exactly. like a 962. Yes. Yeah. Squint and think eats and bell and you're fine. New slow zone, Brunchen, they're working their way around the track, they having are. their moments. <laughs> but we're pretty much getting to the... It really is the last lap of term, isn't it? It, it, it really, really is. is, yes. Straighten your cat, boy. Tidy up your tie. <laughs> but great run from anti-racing. Don't forget, they qualified down in 13th position. Werner, Patrick Pile, Lars Kern. made it look very easy indeed but today was a day of uh, several of the front runners having little trip ups slip ups and uh, it costing them but uh, being some great performances in this the final race of the season and 
perhaps one of the best performances was from the weather that gave us this wonderful level playing field. Was it? It started on that opening lap, didn't it, with the uh, the number sixteen um, Black Falcon Mercedes that led the beginning of that lap, and who'd have thought we'd have had such drama partway through the opening lap from the leading car? Yep. But that was it. That's when the that's when the theatre the curtain was up, and it all unfolded from there. Yep, they're only up to seventh place overall, that number 16 car. What could have been, should have been. Dirk Muller, cool. Right, now, here we have Mauro Engel coming down towards the end of the final lap of the season, tucked in behind, but unfortunately about a second behind, two seconds maybe, the Falcon Motorsport. Porsche, yeah, falls back end of the shot. Frank Stipper about another two seconds behind, but this is second, third. No, it's not. We have lost the Manti Racing Porsche unless it's uh, Transponder yeah. has gone. It didn't get through sector number four. So busy was I looking at the gap. We've suddenly had possibly a super, super cruel, cruel problem. It's reported as driving slowly around the circuit. I was so looking forward to seeing Lars Kern's delight at taking victory. But for Patrick Assenheimer, his teammate Mauro Engel has made Assenheimer a four-time winner in 2019 he jams on the brakes wins by about two seconds and big puff of tyre smoke there an unexpected victory he'd have been delighted I'm sure with second absolutely. place absolutely but on the where has lap. that Porsche slowed oh oh you have to we're just talking about the Black Falcon car having issues on the first lap and there it was the Manti car on the very last lap uh, 240 crossing the line the gold 240 lights are there. flashing won the class and with it unless my maths is very wrong that is the 2019 championship to Fubrick and Griezner run from a team that certainly knows how to win events how to win rounds in various classes the confetti in the air from the pit wall that tells us that I think, I think they're probably right I think they're probably right <laughs> uh, guys you have done the maths yeah. right Yeah. so they've had leaves in the radiator today now they've got confetti as well but that was a victory for the number 6 Team Auto Arena car entered by Black Fork and the Mercedes of Patrick Assenheimer who's looking very happy indeed kissing everybody on the pit wall whether they want it or not and uh, his teammate Mauro Engel brought it in but to take victory is wonderful but to do it on the final lap but it was a gift gift or not they'll take it as, uh, as Jerry Marshall was to say a win's a win uh, but just to point out Bruce you said at the beginning this there were two people that you mentioned almost consistently through these four hours Stippler and Engel first and third the boys did well <laughs> yeah they followed your script yes uh, we're just waiting number 911 if you look down the order it's still listed as fifth but sadly he's going to keep on falling yeah, because keep dropping. Uh, the next card through is that uh, well he made it through Lars Kern lost he slowed to the extent he lost the best part of two minutes in sector number four and it may yet he come through the final chicane he may yet get fifth oh dearie me what a letdown trying to see if anything's yeah, wrong nothing, but he's running obvious, in the wrong gear it? by the sound of things he running in a high gear he had a gearbox problem oh how cruel front front right tyre is flat just getting reports on that oh oh dear a puncture me. on the last lap and he only just got ahead of the Pro-Am winner which is the number 6 sorry the number 9 in 6th place overall Pro-Am winner oh what a fall from grace how cruel indeed 
So victory by 3.4 seconds from Mauro Engel ahead of Patrick Pile. That's Mercedes ahead of Porsche, making it three manufacturers in the top three. Frank Stippler, another three and a bit seconds down. So 6.7 seconds covering first through to third at the end of an enthralling race. This would be really setting up the championship, but to bring it home, the conclusion of the season kept it dramatic and you can't have more dramatic well, than more dramatic half than that, a lap to go I was talking about you go on the final lap you can hear gremlins in your car I mentioned it's <laughs> 25 kilometres and those were clearly 12 kilometres too many for the Manti racing Porsche how cruel was that but to lose it on the last lap of not just the race the last lap of the season that is that is beyond cruel to there was some commiseratory beers taken tonight on that one I think uh, not you celebratory but uh certainly feel that would be the case classified so, currently as uh, seventh still aren't they seventh overall I thought they'd come over the line in, in fifth but that's oh. it's, uh, they've lost position to the 16 as well they, yeah. you know I'm wondering if they're just limping the pit over anyhow it's been a cruel cruel finish and uh, running down the class orders SPX will be won by the number 56 Mercedes Maxi Boot brings that over the line in about eighth or ninth position the confetti still being fired out from the pit wall makes a dramatic shot the the lowering sun, and we're waiting for the number 650 BMW to come through to take its victory. In fact, we've already had it, haven't no, we? No, that went through. Do, that, doing my maths. That's what the old ticker tape was. That's all the glitter on the yes. track that was, uh, was going through. Now they're using that sort of foil, haven't they? Mm. The team sprayed it out of that car went by winning the VLN Championship for 2019. All the cars now picking that up on the track as the, in the draft as they go over. But of course, the final lap goes on for a very long time with some yes. of the dr drivers uh, lapping in about uh, 10 and a bit minutes. And still, the, the confetti is pumped out from the pit wall and a few of the class winners, Cup 9, uh, Cup class Porsche getting nice and sideways there in celebration. I think it's called leaving number 11, isn't it? Yes. yes. So just to reiterate, six and a half seconds or so between first and third, but the order at the end was six, four, five. Number six, Auto Arena Mercedes, Mauro Engel, sharing that with Patrick Assenheimer, taking victory by 3.4 seconds from the Falcon Motorsport Porsche. That was uh, Patrick Pile sharing with Sven Muller. And third place, Frank Stippler and Vincent Kolb. Three manufacturers, top three positions. The number one, BMW swerving all over the place in celebration, but unless my maths was wrong. The 650 crew will be celebrating the overall honours they took victory in class and just uh, cutting down that uh, 650 first in class David Greaser bring it to the end in 38th position overall scroll down somewhat further to the V4 championship honours I've scrolled too far they won the class Rinka Brink won the class oh hold on slide rule calculator oh, let's do some points adding it up because the V4 class was incredibly well supported the V4 class if you have lots of cars in your class, you have 31 starters in their class. The Cup 5 had 16, so I sort of feel maybe... Um, anyhow, let me not make guesses. Too much happening for my small brain at the end. And even then, there was a slow zone at Tiergarten at the end of the fi know, final lap. You're getting to the penultimate corner and there's a slow zone, so someone's got it wrong, possibly in a little class battle. Trying to work their way to the front. But, uh, Honours today to the Black Falcon Team Auto Arena Mercedes crew who reported to the pit lane at the end of the opening lap to the pits for a pit stop and yet still with an extra pit stop to serve four pit stops in all they made them the rest of the race so Patrick Asenheimer and Mario Engel must have been nigh on perfect 
with a lap and a half to go, two laps to go, they were in fifth place. They started the final lap in second, and then that gift, the 911 Porsche, limping in with a front puncture, front right puncture. You have to take that. They sat on that lead, it was just under 40 seconds at the start of the final lap, cruising home, and that cruel, cruel stroke of fate right at the conclusion. Just looking at our. Uh, First Cup Five car, which is the uh, the Pixum Team Adrenaline Motorsport. That's uh, it was still 38th overall, which is very impressive. Yeah, no, very, very top, good. I know top 40 sounds odd, but in a hundred and something, you know, top 40 there for that was a very impressive finish. No, I, it was, but it was also a finish under duress and constant pressure for the entire hour. know for sure the number one crew last year's champions gave it their best best shot but for for the crew of the 650 Yannick Fubrick and David Greeson I've just double checked if they won their class they would be the overall champions and so they are for 2019 thus the celebrations and still even though it's minutes since the first car across the start finish line at the end of the race after four hours or 28 laps if you're in the fastest cars others are still possibly racing for class positions all the way down the road. I know, still, still out there racing. Yes. Let's watch for more slow zones. <laughs> well, you never know. You never know indeed. Ferrari coming into 10th place overall right at the end. It gained that position. And so we did get Italian car among the top runners and that's because the Schnitzer BMW is in the pits, started the final lap in the pits, started the race from the pits and uh, sort of put a bookend on its final event of the season. And just as you mentioned, a new Code 60 at Tiergarten. <laughs> just well, to prove, whilst we're talking about those that have won this race, lots are still out there doing their bit. Well maybe they're trying to recover the car but still the tail end is coming through. <laughs> still the confetti, the metal confetti flies through the air foil I suppose what you call it so spectacular but the sun that's been shining is now behind the main pit buildings and it's a darker scene on the start finish straight but what a way to end the 2019 VLN season it's been fast it's been furious and uh, that sting in the tail with the 911 Porsche crew starting badly but working their way quickly up the order but many of their rivals hit problems. They were there, and seemingly that win was in the bag, Peter. The 28th oh, final lap, I mean, you'd, you'd, you'd 40 have seconds to the good. On the, going on to the last lap, who'd have thought? But a puncher. Uh, you, you've got to wonder what's happened. They've run over something, or run a bit wide, caught a curve, was it just a tyre failure? Is there anything that's been driver-induced because you just feel so bad? Wouldn't oh, you? wouldn't you just? That. Uh, not suggesting that has happened, but how bad would you feel? Uh, let's hope it was just a, a, a simple tyre failure. But... Um, Obviously not a fast blowout because it's, it's still on the rim. It's there, just to, just slow. But what a, I mean, how how galling would that be? You say all that work, and you can sort of understand it if it was a day. You had something unfurl on the final lap on a day when you've been racing in streaming wet conditions and it was easy yeah, to make a mistake. Somebody I think else or debris or something. But it just as you said, it's been it's been perfect weather conditions all the race through. It's been down to drivers to whether to make mistakes or not, or miss re-traffic or re-traffic well, etc. So it's focused it entirely on the drivers driving their well-set-up cars properly, no weather influencing it, and all of a sudden on the last lap of four hours you get a puncture. I just 
It would almost be better to have had, had it on the first lap, <laughs> wouldn't it? Absolutely, yes. Mind you, Mick, Nick Mouse might not think that. but <laughs> No, no, exactly, exactly so. So, our front runners, our race leaders, are now in the pits. The top three, Maro Engel bringing home that number six Mercedes. Black Falcon run it for Team Auto Arena. Victor's in the end by 3.4 seconds. The second car to park up in Park Ferme. The Falcon Motorsports Porsche. Patrick Pile brought that to the conclusion of the race. And a similar margin back, 3.2 seconds back in third place overall. The Audi, number five of Frank Stippler, shared with Vincent Kolb. They're parked up in the pit lane. And the celebrations, they can't begin yet, but they can practice them because they're going to have to do them for good. The season's come to the end. It's been a great season for VLN. And uh, you can be sure they'll try and set the new world record for the number of drivers up on the podium here. <laughs> so many classes, but uh, it's been fun. It's uh, been thoroughly enjoyable afternoon of racing. It's probably a world record as well, just looking at our screen here, as to how long the official has to hold out the chequered flag for. They take turns, apparently. <laughs> yeah. I'm not surprised, because their arm must ache. Yeah. Yeah, that pokey drill in the arm. Their arm's going to ache. Somebody else take over quickly. I'm leaning to the right. Oh, yeah. no. oh, there's a new man taking over. Look, we're waving flag now, so we've got no yeah. fresh mussels on the... Uh, I don't mean that in the seafood variety. Yeah, you saw it. So, what a fun afternoon of, of racing that was here to conclude the VLN season for 2019. The weather was perfect. The racing was absolutely fabulous, up and down the order. It was a sting in the nose. That was those who had trouble on the first lap. That included the number six Mercedes. More of that later. The number 16 Mercedes that led away from pole and came round two and a half minutes down. Still don't know really what the problem was. The car continued in the race, but the damage was done to their challenge. And, of course, Schnitzer BMW starting from the pit lane. Other people hitting trouble. But it was the sting in the tail that really counted. The 911 from Manti Racing had that problem, a puncture halfway around the final lap of the season, the 28th lap of this four-hour race. And so, because of that, and also because of an excellent recovery drive, Patrick Asselheimer and Mauro Engel, yeah. they were the car in the pits at the end of the opening lap, not wanting to be there, but they were the car that did want to be there to take the chequered flag, and they did that in the lead race, three and a bit seconds. Small margins after such a sort of shuffle, a shaking <laughs> of the cup. And so long is this lap that the top three cars are in the pits now, but the fourth car still hasn't made it back. It is extraordinary, <laughs> isn't it? No, 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 but what's happened? They've been flagged into the pit lane as the top three finishes. Yeah. That's why they're in there. They're, okay. they're going to be under, under, under the podium, along with um, presumably a, a cast of thousands. Now with uh, 16, nearly 17 minutes till since four o'clock local time we shouldn't have many more finishers but there might be some limping home but I think we've pretty much seen all the field come to conclude their 2019 season and the person waving the chequered flag can take a little bit of a rest whilst the person who's trying to herd cats for the podium ceremony now has one of the biggest jobs of the weekend so many drivers to get into position in their many many classes just to reiterate seventh position was the final podium position uh, final position for the 911 car that was hoping and expecting to be up on the podium but uh, as winners that was taken away from them with that last lap puncture so cruel Lars Kern that would have been the biggest win of his career he'll have to wait and come back again next year and to his teammates as well that was a, a real cruel blow to take Mathieu Jaminet and Dirk Werner it will not be their day Good day for Phoenix Racing, though. Third overall with uh, the Stippler Audi 
at the end, R8, and of course they, that's the SP Pro, SP9 Pro class, and of course uh, they won the Pro-Am class SP9 as well, with Jans and the other Audi R8. Good day, yes, yeah, so the Pro-Am and the Pro. Good points for both, and victory, of course, in the Pro-Am class, but uh, a lot of people played a lot of roles in that today, but uh, in the end, what I would take away f from this event is the concerted battle for Cup 5 honours. It was really, really tough. Victory in class was what was needed to guarantee Yannick Fubrick and David Griesner the overall title, and they did it, but under severe pressure for considerable amount of that race. The first half, as we said, we had three cars covered by four seconds, but le way less than that between the first two, but uh, clearly as the strongest driver pairing, as well as the ones prepared to take some of the biggest risks stay in the lead of that class 650 well, we, we were saw, predominant we saw that didn't we the, the flying gold BMW that was not relenting it he'd lost the place had it taken from him uh, on track position and he just took it back again as you say with them um, totally totally legitimate not running off anywhere no track limits excuse me but he did um, he did take some air didn't he to, to yeah, make sure he got that back he wasn't he was not he was not letting it go he was doing it to cool his tyres get, get some air yes. under your tyres yes but uh, no great great performance and thoroughly entertaining and uh, if you're going to win a class, let alone a championship, let the photographers do it, do have it in style. Yes, do it in style. I mean, that is that is a photo for the wall, isn't it? Mm. So the paddock now a very very busy place indeed. The pit wall clear. People packing away their their meteorologist for for next year. They put them <laughs> in a box over the winter. Well, they had a quiet day today, yes. didn't they? You, <laughs> the meteorologist, frankly, the easiest no, day of the, of the year. Yeah, you were no use. Frankly, told us nothing. Well, they weren't, they weren't sort of overexerted early in the year with snow and all that kind of stuff, weren't they? So, fair enough. They allowed a, a quiet one at the end. Yeah, I think, I think it's fair. They, they deserve that. So, looking forward to the podium ceremony. But as I say, drivers, when they've got out of cars, often go and talk to everybody else. and They do need to be herded around to get up to the podium, go up the stairs. It won't be a sunbathed podium because the sun has gone behind... Behind the sky, behind the grandstand. Behind the sky. Behind the sky. <laughs> I shouldn't write and talk and try and eat a grape at the same time. I was just checking. I'm seeing who's coming out onto the podium. I've I mean, there's, there's multitasking, oh but two, two things are two things. At three, you're, you're, you're pushing. You're pushing the envelope there, Bruce. Clearly, I dropped the envelope. Drove over it. <laughs> Up on the podium, we're going to have the first three finishers, the fastest pro-am combination, and the Group Cup class, the TCR, the production class. Group H. Oh, plenty. Plenty, plenty. That's what I was trying to write down, you see. Got to try and stay on top of your game, even if you do fall off the ladder while you're reaching out. But it's a long time since we had the cars up on the grid ahead of the race. The conditions were bright and sunny, a little bit windy. And we had some uh, fantastic cars to, to lead us off. An RS2000 and a, and a great old DTM Opal Calibra. But uh, it was all about... Some sights to stir the soul before the cars went out and went racing. And uh, great for a lot of people. Remind them of uh, earlier days, particularly of the German motor racing scene. But really, it was all about the uh, three packed packs of cars headed off on their 20-minute formation lap. And uh, the highlights of the day are going to come thick and fast. Up front, we had the number 16 Black Falcon Mercedes, Adam Christodoulou at the wheel. Things could not have looked more perfect for them. And for those behind, a chance to have a sighter lap around the circuit going, hallelujah, it's dry, it's sunny, <laughs> it's bright. But again, a lot of contrast of colours under the trees. 
Weaving side by side to get some heat in the tyres. And quite a few cars were going to play a cameo role. The Manti Racing number 911 Porsche was starting outside the top 10. But when the lights went from red to green, it was Adam Christodoulou all the way. Patrick Assenheimer trying to dive up the inside to gain a position. Rather lost one further back. And it was the Lamborghini that went a little wide. Uh, Heiko Hamill getting very bold indeed. But the cars that started outside the top 10 that were making their moves included that 911 Porsche. And another one that uh, was going early. Well, early doors was number 23, Mercedes. But in the Cup 5 class, it was four cars, eventually five cars fighting. But the two that prevailed were the number 650 and the 695 right at the sharp end of the field. There were blows, there were da- body damage for the number two, Black Falcon, Mercedes. Sorry, get speed performance, Mercedes. A little bit of touching out on the circuit and then a little bit more, including the Club, Cup 5 pace setters, the Pro-Am leading Audi from Phoenix Racing went for a rally cross in the hands of Steve Yans and other cars had to be brought back in on the back of the flatbed truck but the weather conditions were still fine and for the racers out there it was about how to get it right and for some of them sadly how to get it wrong and most notably the number nine Phoenix Racing Audi leading in uh, the Pro-Am class clattered into the back of the Walken Horse Motorsport BMW coming into the pit lane a little bit of body damage but nothing untoward And then the racing really started to tighten up. The Falcon Motorsport Porsche making its way forward along with the Auto Arena Mercedes. The six Mercedes ahead of the number four Porsche. Riding behind, they had Frank Stippler as well, pushing very hard in the better place of the Phoenix Racing Audis. And up front, leading the way, fabulous double stint from Fabian Schiller. He then had to hand over to John Schoffner and Janine Hill and see if they could hang on in the lead of the race. But what car was coming? The car that was coming, working its way up the order, was that Manti Racing Porsche coming ever further forward. Everyone starting to advance, but that car particularly making its way closer to the front. And then, unfortunately, with the driver change for the number 23 Mercedes, that started to go backwards down the speed, uh, the field for get speed performance. And it was the number six Mercedes that got onto the tail of the group, second, third, fourth, and fifth. But then at the end, it had made its way to the front because on the halfway around the final lap, the Manti Racing Porsche, 40 seconds clear in the hands of Lars Kern, had a front puncture and had to limp home in seventh place overall. And so a gift for Mauro Engel. Delight that made it four wins for Patrick Assenheimer. But uh, the overall champions for VLN 2019, the 650 crew of Yannick Bruce Fubrich and David Griesner there beneath the podium, the BMW flags waving, well and truly deserved. Great run, Peter. Uh, um, unbelievable. As I said, the, the, the coverage that car had, the, the entertainment uh, that gave us, and not just from the entertainment point of view, but just, just admiring the pressure they were under Brubick at the beginning for, you said, two hours basically of just unrelenting onslaught from behind of his mirrors full of. He probably couldn't even see what car it was, it was so close behind. He knew what car it was, obviously, evidently, but it was just, the mirrors were just full and it was just lap after lap after corner after corner this went on. And we were just like, two hours of it. It was very easy to consider the battle in Cup 5. Often it's a battle within the overall war, but yep. that was entertaining us. But it was the fact that the driver in the go- the drivers in that gold BMW couldn't afford to make a mistake because no. they would toss at the final round. Overall victory. Forget about victory in Cup 5. That was important to them. But with victory in Cup 5, yep. that was the overall title for 2019. Yeah, couldn't have one without the other. They didn't relent. Yep. No, no, not at all. And didn't buckle under pressure either. That's the point. Now that, that was quite amazing. 
lost lost that position at one point and took it straight back again two corners later uh, in, in spectacular style of determination. Uh, um, as you said, exactly at that moment happened, Bruce, that not prepared to give up the lead of that, that cup battle because that was the championship. You had to have that to get the bat, to get the title, which they've now done and celebrating quite rightly in the pit lane for that. Absolutely but so. And I, I think the, the pressure started to come off them because the battle fleetingly was a five-car battle, then four, then three, then it was just the two... <laughs> But they did not relent. But just think about what you just said there. A five-car battle became a three-car, became two. You missed out four. <laughs> yeah, it was exactly. four for a while. But uh, fantastic. They would have loved it. Everyone taking part in that would have loved it. But here's the podium. They love that just as much. Master of Ceremonies bringing out. Let's take a look at the podium. It's going to be a very, very busy place. So certainly for the Master of Ceremonies, he has to have his entry list on him. He's going to be inviting a lot of drivers out to play. And waiting out onto the top step of the podium. Assenheimer and Engel, they worked hard for that. They had the mishap at the end of the opening lap, but uh, for Patrick Assenheimer and Mauro Engel, a job very well done indeed. And for the Black Falcon crew who run this Team Auto Arena, Motorsport Mercedes, a fabulous result with which to end their season. And with that making it four wins this year out of the eight races that were completed, we lost one because of fog, that makes uh, the VLN SP9 champions, the Black Falcon crew there up on the top step for Patrick Assenheimer. A fabulous year. I would not have put it to that after the first lap, would you? No, not at all. <laughs> not in the start. Even halfway through the race, I wouldn't have predicted that one. So, second place on the podium, Patrick Pile. Standing there, didn't come to victory for the Falcon Motorsport Porsche crew, but for he and Sven Muller, second place. And the taller figures on the right hand side of the podium. Car number five, Phoenix Racing, Frank Stippler and his teammate Vincent Kolb, who's on the far right of the podium. And now the Pro-Am top finishers in sixth pla fifth place overall. It's Steve Yance, this is the number nine entry, Michele Beretta and Kim Lewis-Schram for Phoenix. So the top three finishers overall in this, the final round of 2019, and the Pro-Am finishers who deserve accolade. They were fifth overall. It's been a tough race, but uh, the circuit shone and the drivers did just as much. Their brilliance was uh, hugely appreciated today.
So the national anthem rings out for the final time in the 2019 season. The 44th DMV Munsterland Pokal was a classic in a year that's produced fabulous racing. But that one, I think, didn't have all the weather, had the best weather, but had all the racing. And that's a wonderful way in which to end the season. And for the drivers up on the podium, they can't expect to keep it all to themselves. They will be joined by many, many others. It's the Cup runners who are now starting to come out. I think starting to have a look-see with Cup 3, Mulner Motorsports. They had some fantastic entries out there today and uh, kept it very, very tight indeed towards the finish. But it was the Cup 3, 979, the Porsche 718 Cayman, the GT4 class, Mulner Motorsport brought to the finish by Menzel 979 so concluding their season in style Nico Menzel, Torsten Jung and Moritz Krantz Norwegian flags waving some great racing particularly in that Cup 5 class but the overall winners today Yannick Furbrich and David Greasman deserve, deserve all the applause. <laughs> it's great to see. You don't have to win the race overall to get the biggest cheers. That must just feel so, so good. Yeah. yeah. If that was a one-race season, it would feel good. But when you've done it over the course of an entire season. Boy, did they work for that. Did they earn that for those first two hours? <laughs> I, I don't think... I can't recall the last time I've seen... Such pressure between two competitors, so well matched, so such clean driving as well. No, neither intimidated one another. Totally fair. There was a tiny bit of contact at one point, but I would put that down to not even. I wouldn't even call it a racing incident. It was so minor. Door to door. Yeah. One touch. No tail. One touch. Not in the middle of the corner. Nobody, nobody gained. Nobody lost out of it. It was just one. Yeah. And I think for all of those involved in that battle, particularly in Cup Five, they can sit back maybe tomorrow after a wild night tonight and enjoy all the on. Look at a replay of VLN 9 and take in the very, very best of the action and they can feel hugely, hugely proud of their performance today. So again, going for the record number of people out there on the podium and why not? <laughs> They've worked hard for it through the course of the season. And the garland still to be presented. Mattel Racing rewarded for their performance with their Porsche Cayman. So many classes to consider. TCR, we saw Cameo rolls from them throughout the race. But, uh, an Audi victory today in the TCR class. So uh, they've come out on top at the end of the season, but it's uh, been a great season for VLM and I'm sure a fabulous advertisement for anyone who considers coming to play and don't forget if you do this championship you get to race in every sort of weather known to man so you've got to be good you've got to appreciate the challenge and also observe how you've got to keep a little bit of performance in hand when competing in the VLM you presented a quandary for me now Bruce I'm not sure whether next year whether to commentate alongside you for this or take part in the events now you know which is more fun <laughs> See absolutely yeah. Or not, yeah I know which is cheaper I know which is more realistic <laughs> I'm sitting alongside you fun 
Well, this you got some company, that's sitting in the car on your own. Yeah, he's exactly. You've got friends in low places, so that's all cool. Hey. But the VLM has come to an end, and I think uh, that's been one of the greatest Munsterland Pokal races in the 44-year history of the race. Every single competitor will have more stories to tell than you can take a stick out. And here are the overall champions. What a job the 650 crew did through the course, not just the season, but through the course, most notably, of the four hours today. Winning the Cup 5 class, Yannick Fubrick and David Griechner, overall winners as well as Cup 5 champions for 2019. They deserve the biggest accolade of the entire 2019 VLN season. No wonder everybody wants to shake their hands. And that brings to a conclusion the end of the season with what happens next, of course, the champagne, the best way to celebrate, but uh, find a place on the podium. Enjoy your moment up there. For Fubrick and Griesner, it's been truly fantastic season. This race alone will stand long in their memory. Not just because it gave them the championship title. There goes the board, number one, the overall champions. But because that win will have given them more pleasure than any other race in their career. And boy, did they work for it. So, so well deserved. It's, uh, yeah. And now everybody record how quickly I mean, if you can get off a podium for the champagne. So I think it's too late for most of them. I fear so, but those overalls can be uh, put away, perhaps Absolutely. first for the off-season. And it has to be said, it's been, I think, the best season of the VLN yet. And look, these aren't drivers that were fighting for outright <laughs> victory. I must open a, a dry cleaners near the Nürburgring Nordschleife. Yes. But these were racing for class honours, and with it, if you can take the overall title, you take it. But it's the class honours that really count for many of them. And the show they put on, hats off to every single man and woman up and down that pit lane. It's been a fabulous year. And what a finale. Thank goodness we didn't finish with racing in the rain. Is that not happiness encapsulated up on the podium? Perfect. Absolutely perfect. It's just a great scene to see. And so, you say there's so many stories, so many layers to it. Well, it's been fantastic covering it on the RS Network. And uh, we hope you've enjoyed the fun. Much more. Don't go away. There's plenty more on RS1 this weekend with Michelin Le Mans Cup and the finale of the European Le Mans Series. Do make sure you enjoy it. I feel those racing have slightly quieter podiums than this one, but why not? The season is at an end at the Nürburgring Nordschleife and it's been an absolute classic. What a way to finish the season. My name is Bruce Jones, alongside me Peter Snowden. Hopefully you'll come and play with us next year because it's been great fun and thank you for your insight. Absolute pleasure. Thank you, Bruce. And uh, I would love to be if invited. I'll be here. Thank you. Jolly good. That's it from us. 2019 VLN is at an end. <laughs>